Alright. Uh hi guys, this is Randy at RT Row. And I'm here of course with Danai at If Danai. And this is Earning Season like you guys know and love. And this week again we have a guest, two guests actually. Two wonderful guests, and as always, always make people introduce themselves. I don't ever get the names or the titles wrong. Well, I start <laughs> with the two first names. I have Kerry and and Kwame, both from JMB. And Kerry they know and love. <laughs> Kerry they do know and love. Yeah, people ask me a lot about you, Kerry and Kwame. I suspect really? people yeah, have really questions. But yeah, man, they really do. Uh, so we also have BAM Productions, as always, guiding us. <laughs> big up, big up the Jamaica Podcast Network and BAM Production Studios. Yeah, and I will allow my guests again to introduce themselves right off the bat. So Kerry, I'll make you go first, and we hear from Kwame. Okay, hey guys, Kerry Ann Stimson, and I am the Group Chief Marketing Officer, aka Group CMO at JMMB. And I'm Kwame Brooks, mm-hmm. General Manager for Trading and Treasury mm-hmm. um, in JMMB. That's it. The straight yeah. treasury. Yeah. The big box, right? The big box. Yeah, the money. The big box, yeah, man. I, I mean, a few it, words. It, not much people may understand. So, trading manages what we call the proprietary book for the company. We invest all funds on behalf of the group. Mm-hmm. Who are, like you say, is where the money happens. Essentially, all investments for JMM? Yeah. So, whatever tradable assets. Mm-hmm. That the company participates in would fall in my department. So mm. stocks, bonds, mm-hmm. currencies, um, real estate vehicles, um, such as REITs, um, mutual funds. Um, so any tradable instrument really falls under you. Yes. Okay. And then Treasury basically manages the pool of funds to ensure that the adequate amount of funds are deployed. And um, that when you come for your money, on any given day, then you can get it. Mm. There we go. So basically, the two departments combine to ensure that, one, whenever you need your money, you can get it. Mm-hmm. And two, your funds that you place with us are invested in the best vehicle mm-hmm. to ensure the best returns for you. Mm. That I like. Money. Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds very, very good. Very it sounds nice. like heavy pay. <laughs> yeah, we keep them happy. You know, but I call me, you are well experienced. I say from now, you used to be or still are. Head of no used to be. Used I'm, I'm a past president at the Cambio Association. Mm. Okay, and so anybody listening know exactly where we have him on because yes. this is somebody who understands forex. Forex, yes. Yeah, so and pe- I'm also a vice president of the um, security dealers. Oh, okay, yeah. the mm. man really know it. All right, boss. All right, so somebody. So like for me, I don't very often get to meet people who understand the market. Heavily, and the market. When I say the market here, I'm speaking about stocks, cause that's that's mainly heavily yeah. what I do. Yeah, so I don't get to meet people who understand that heavily or the core of a company in terms of how companies really, really make money. So I get that you know that for Jamie, you have a good amount of experience with it. So you've been trading. I mean, do you trade on your own? I don't know if you have like restrictions because of your role and all of that. Um, I try not to do anything that would put you yes against your rules. Okay, I won't but, ask. But if you... so if I trade on I on my own, yes, I manage my own portfolio. Oh, perfect. Stocks are everything. It's everything. a portfolio. It's a combination uh, of things. Yeah, mm. yeah, you hear the money, Dana? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I have like so that. much money, you can't go in the stocks only. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a real thing locally. That's a real thing locally. Yeah, very, very, I realize it. Yeah. Um, so that's good. That I, I like that. You you like the local stock market. We usually press people at the end. And if you heard yes. Kerry's last episode. Yes, well, be- I mean, for two or three years, Jamaica has been the number one performing stock market in the world. Mm-hmm. So. 
obviously it presents a whole lot of opportunities. A whole heap of opportunity, yeah, man. Yeah. I like that. Kerry, you, you, you prep your questions for later. You told him what, what we asked at the end of all of these episodes. No, I'm going, I, get, I, made it, I made it to be a surprise. So it's okay. all right. No, you know, Dan lives there. So it's all right. So one of the reasons I have you here is because you have like I said, a wealth of experience in, in investing. And you say assets. I like it's assets across the board. And so most people listen to this for stocks. And one question I get asked a lot, especially anybody who's been to my girl classes know this. Mm-hmm. It asks about four, what we call in Jamaica, forex. Ah, holy. Everybody and them cousin do it. They do classes and they say you can get rich quickly off of the market. It's the biggest market in the world. Is it like 80 trillion or 8 trillion or something is traded every day? It really is. It really is a big market. But I have tasted off of that market to know that for me as great as i am with stocks and i understand business and flow i know what's for me and what's not for me and that market requires a level of dedication that i mean i don't think you can help me here so i'll tell you the one thing i've never gotten is hard numbers on what we call in jamaica forex so every time i get asked to do a class or something or somebody say hey you love stocks you should come into forex mm-hmm. i ask them the same question i say an average an average person trading forex what's the average money they make every year i have never been able to get that answer from anybody from that so if you take it from that perspective right and you go by average mm-hmm. if you look at your top traders on wall street or your top portfolio managers etf managers mm-hmm. um on an average if a portfolio manager is making five to seven percent return, mm-hmm. he's doing very good. Per annum. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Five to seven percent per yeah, annum. If you do make that, it's it's very good. And that's wow. portfolio, currency, bonds, stocks, whatever. Wow. In the context. So it depends now. So in markets with Lower credit qualities are mm-hmm. what we would call emerging markets. Mm-hmm. So, so um, like for bonds, you have emerging markets, which are your weaker economies. Then you'd have developing economies mm-hmm. and developed economies. economies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So the higher up the scale, the higher the credit quality, mm-hmm. the lower the return that That's you right. would get in terms of interest rate. Because the lower your risk, obviously the lower your the reward. Lower. There we go. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you take bigger risk down the spectrum for bonds, then you will get higher interest rate return. True. But sometimes you're in an environment like globally now, interest rates, the spreads are so thin because <laughs> typically how you price an instrument, it's benchmarked to what we call a risk-free return. Mm-hmm. So globally, treasuries, US treasuries mm-hmm. is seen as risk-free. Yes, because right. it requires America to fail yeah. in order for it to not happen. Right. Mm-hmm. If America fails, we have bigger so, problems. Yes, yeah. so I give you an example now. We are 10-year treasuries trade at our own. 1.6 year about per percent yeah yeah so jamaica typically trades at around 200 basis points or two percent one and a half to two percent above treasuries so the 10 year treasury yields would be 1.6 and your jamaica 2028 bonds yields about 3.6 or 3.4 so it's about wow, two percent. This is oh yeah. Oh well, Jamaica so, to, to them, yeah. yes, in terms mm-hmm. of risk. Correct, yeah. correct, correct, right. correct. No, Jamaica is B, single B. Mm-hmm. We are close to the bottom or mm-hmm. floor of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've gotten rating. better. Yes, we have been we got the carpet box, right. so we've gotten better. <laughs> yeah. So you would be Jamaica, which is a single B, and the top of the scale would be triple A. Mm-hmm. We are like about seven notches. Below, below that, on that yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. But we would be considered risky in the mm-hmm. scheme of things. Yeah. True. 
but True. you only get compensated 2% extra for, for taking that risk. That risk. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so if you think of a person who manages a portfolio, right? It means you have to go and take some extreme risk to be generating returns of 7% right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is returns, you know, because mm-hmm. when you buy an investment that yield 3.6, the funding costs you something. You have to pay your clients cost. Mm-hmm. Wherever you source that money from to go into that investment, you have, you have an interest cost associated. Correct. So your return, you know, is really the profit that you make from mm-hmm. the transaction. Profit. <laughs> yeah. So you have to look at it from that perspective. Why I feel like we should have you on the podcast yeah. for a long time. Yeah. You say so all of the things that you say all the things that we say about stuff. Right. <laughs> so if, if you think about it really and mm-hmm. truly, then if you can generate upwards of 10% mm-hmm. consistently, mm. then you have a place on Wall Street. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you probably get your one place on Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have a place out there. Mm-hmm. And I should say for context for anybody listening, these guys are trading huge portfolios. So right. 10% yeah. on 10 billion, yes. that's all that Yeah. Thing. So if, yeah. if you're trading 100 billion, uh, at $1,000 or $5,000, mm-hmm. yeah, different bargain. It's, it's easier for you to say, oh, yep. I'm making 10% return mm-hmm. because you may make one trade for the year. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's it. Yep. No, yep. when you are given 5 million, are five billion. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. I yeah totally it's a different, different ball game. Yep. Right? Because guess what? The risk you take with five thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm, if I lose it, I'll build back. For some people. Do you sleep the same way when you invest five billion? Mm-hmm. I want that. If problem. you lose it, <laughs> <laughs> I want that if you lose it, do so, you build back? That no, you don't build back. You don't oh. build back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the smaller the portfolio you manage, the more likely it is that you for can you make. make a higher return. Yep. That is true. That is because true. It, opportunities are not just scalable. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. just say, "Oh, on a thousand dollars, I'm making a thousand dollars. Give me a hundred million, I'll make you a hundred million." Hundred mm-hmm. percent true. One thing for sure is your emotion changes. Hundred uh, like, percent totally true. Different. Yep. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> the fact that the emotions changes and the opportunities are also exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you think about it, I mean, you could go out there now. And buy, so you're buying and selling cars. You could go out there in Jamaica and mm-hmm. buy 10 cars and make 100,000 on each. Mm-hmm. But if I give you a, a billion dollars to buy a car, can you buy the same amount of cars and sell it in Jamaica and make 100? No, because the population constrains you. That is true. So there are other things. That the income true. of the people you are selling to are people, the, the pool of funds that they have for investment is also exhaustible. So the opportunities mm-hmm. doesn't really scale. Without constraints. That's, mm-hmm. That's a live example because yep. you remember <laughs> Jetcon. Yeah, exactly. Where so Jetcon listed. All right. So think about the stock market. Mm-hmm. You could easily on a given day sell 100,000 units of a stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's say um, the last Depending one. Depending on the stock. Yeah. The last one that was listed. Um, Wigton. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 100,000 at approximately dollar. It's $100,000. Mm-hmm. Any little man can put in a stock order. 100,000 units. Yep. $100,000. If you were to be selling 100,000 units of, say, NCB, mm-hmm. harder, much harder. It becomes much more mm-hmm. difficult yep. because that's a bigger amount of money required. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yep. And if you scale up week down to a million, 
Easy. You can sell a million units. It's mm -hmm. only a million dollars. Mm -hmm. Can you just run in and sell a million in CD easily? <laughs> Good luck. No. 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 You're talking about 200 and something million, million dollars. dollars. Yeah. Exactly. But therefore, it's different, you know? In terms so, of what you're dealing with versus right. what you have and what's available to you. Right. So mm -hmm. the price of the stock, you're easier to make a, a higher return and a cheaper stock. Yes. That's one. Rule of thumb, people. Well, I don't want nobody say comment and say the wrong thing. Rule of thumb, but yeah, return. Just the same, you're easier to lose it. True. Because True. A, a five cents move down mm -hmm. is a 5% move. 5% move, yes. yes. For winter. <laughs> yes, correct. It requires a $10 move to give you 5% on NCB. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's 200. $200. Yeah, right? yep. so And then somebody it, start thinking... Boy, I'm about to 200. People yeah. will think 200 and they think 202. They will not think 210. Right. Mm -hmm. But they think $1.05 versus yeah. the 210 for, mm -hmm. for NCB. You're right. Right. Yeah. So when you look at it in those contexts, it's kind of different. And then when you're managing the small portfolio, like I said, the emotions. Mm. The emotions is because as a, as a person who I've traded for years, mm -hmm. your biggest enemy. Are the emotions? emotions yeah. Are your emotions? Speak on it. How many years? Give us some background. How many years I'm, are you trading? I'm now? in finance for 20 years. Wow. So if you, if you think about it, like people tend to have one habit. You're in a trade and you're losing. And you're losing, and you say, you know what? It's soon turn. It's you soon don't jump turn. out. And you keep yeah. going down and you keep going down. Yeah. It's soon turn. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it pulls you in deeper, deeper. and yep. deeper. Yep. Probably buy more. And sometimes <laughs> it chokes you and you lose everything. Yep. Uh -huh. yep. If the trade turns, you could go down. You say, okay, set percentages. You're down 10%, mm -hmm. it's soon turn. 20%, it's soon turn. 30%, it's soon. Ah, man, this thing will turn. Yeah. You're holding on. Mm -hmm. 40%, 50%. That's rough though. You're yeah, still hoping. Yeah. <laughs> it goes back to 100 if you're lucky. As soon as it reaches, you 105. You jump. You jump out. Yes. Mm -hmm. What that tells you about emotion. Yeah. The emotion is what guided you through that entire thing. You were just willing to lose 50% just to make 5%. 5%. Yep. That's a bad yep. trade. Yep. Yep. A good trade is typically when a person, the upside should be at least two and a half to three times the downside. Okay. That's a that's considered a good I, trade. I like that heavy kind of trade. I know some yeah. people lost. I'll break it down. Okay, people. so I'll break it for you. Mm -hmm. You should be with, when you're going in the trade, mm -hmm. what you're expecting to make should be around three, three times of what you're willing to lose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's that's a you that's, know what I like? that's one of the rules. I like that because what I hear rules usually in stock is things like only trade what you're willing to lose. Well, I'm yeah, not telling and, nobody uh, that. And that's not quantifying properly. Exactly. Yeah. That is quantifying properly. That's a that nice then, rule. All right, I'm willing to lose X. How much I'm willing? How much am I willing to gain? You're not in there to lose. So you should be thinking about what you're willing to gain. Right. And another rule is when you're trading, you don't risk more than a certain percentage of your capital on any single trade. Mm -hmm. mm. So you have 100,000. You take it and you buy one stock. Mm -hmm. hmm. Bad trade. I don't want to call it a bad trade, but yeah. you speak in here from the perspective of... Bad bad decision. From the perspective of who, though? From the perspective of you managing a portfolio of funds. Even from your own money. Can't tell me that. That is safe. <laughs> that is safe. If you <laughs> wake up tomorrow gone. and this company, there's some bad news about Everything's this gone. one company. Mm -hmm. Everything is gone. That's true. Mm -hmm. 
That's right? true. That's true. What we do know is that you have things that are oppositely correlated. Mm-hmm. So when something go bad, something go good. All right. You think about this. I have a million dollars. I buy 10 bonds, 100,000 each. Mm-hmm. Or I buy 10 stocks, 100,000 each. Three of them goes down. Mm-hmm. 10% each. It means I'm down $30. 10% of them. On each of them, correct. I'm down mm-hmm. 13% total. Mm-hmm. Right? I have seven. Even if those seven is up 5%, yeah. you'd be up 70. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, right? On that, in, in terms of yeah. dollar figures. Right. Okay, so yeah. if those seven go up 5%, right? Five, five, five across the seven. That's 35 you're up. Mm-hmm. And the three goes down 10, right? That'd be you're 10, still 10, up 10, 5%. Turtle. You're yeah. up 5%. Yeah, yeah you hedge your risk. You understand? That's true. Mm-hmm. So you're That's at the, okay. Mm-hmm. If you go through a year, and nine of your stock is up 10%. You're up 90. And if one goes totally belly up and you don't get back any of the 100,000, look at what happened. You only lose 10,000. I'm with you. But let's look at the other side now. Diversification is strong. No, man. Is, is, it's an amazing is, tool. It's important for portfolio I, I think it's a, prop, it's a proper case of diversification. I usually right. hear it in the terms of... It's just done for doing it. Yeah, sake. doing it done for doing it. sake. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it, you're hedging your risk, then sure, do it. So you can you can hedge in a whole lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, right. no, yeah. that like would a whole yeah. lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But on diversification, there are different levels of diversification, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you can diversify by region. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're an expertise in you're an expert in hardware business. Mm-hmm. You can stick to hardware. Enough. That's your core, but do you buy hardware companies in Jamaica, in the US, in the Caribbean, wherever? Yeah. And yes, you are not diversified by the core area of the business you focus on, but you're diversified by region. Regional. So when one go. economy is not doing well and the other one is doing well, you balance, you, you balance out. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you can diversify by you can choose to diversify not only by region, you can diversify by industry. Mm-hmm. Okay? So am I going to be only in construction? Am I going to go in manufacturing? Mm-hmm. Am I going to go in transportation and distribution? Am I going to go in finance? Am I going to go in IT? And you pick your companies based by, on that. Yeah. You can also diversify by type, security type. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So you can diversify by security That's type. Mm-hmm. You can choose to the, the company bond. you like you can buy the credit, mm-hmm. buy debt, which is the bond, mm-hmm. right? You can buy the stock, mm-hmm. right? You can say, okay, there is a real estate company that leases to this company mm-hmm. and gets revenue from them. You can buy into a REIT, That's which is true. a real estate trust fund That's that, true. that depends on this business. So you know that this, this REIT income is mm-hmm. fairly secure. Mm-hmm. You know where that is coming from. Mm-hmm. So as I give you an example who you can... You look at it. So, um, JPS. Yes. And Jamaica Energy. Jamaica Energy Partners, Partners yeah. sells 100% of their supply to, to JPS. JPS. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You can choose whether or not you want to buy into this company mm-hmm. that sells only to JPS, mm-hmm. or you can choose whether when JPS is going to list next year, right? Wow. So you can choose. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> you did not hear it here first, yeah. but I know you should have known. Right. It. Yeah. So you can choose whether you take the exposure. To the parent company that mm-hmm. has the entire market mm-hmm. or to the subsidy. The sub company. Correct. Right. 
Correct. So you, you can kind of pick how you invest. Yeah. I like to give and people live examples. So I like that. Yeah. Um, I think another example of that is like the GK proven. Right. You can pick mm. subsidiaries. You can, yeah. All right. So for example, now, JMB mm-hmm. buying into Sajikor. Mm. So JMB doesn't profess to be insurance experts, uh, but we like the industry. Mm-hmm. So therefore, what we do? You trust Sajikor to do You trust the experts to run their business mm-hmm. and you take an equity position in it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right. So therefore, you you get exposure to different areas through different avenues. Mm-hmm. It could be an equity, equity stake. It could be a bond. It could be into a real estate fund that owns assets of, in this company or something. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. different ways There's really that you get the exposure. They really are. I like that. Why, why I said initially no is because, not that you're wrong, you're 100% right. It's, I think by no, I'm notorious for saying to people that they shouldn't diversify because they're to do it. They should diversify deliberately. And so I start people off whenever they ask me. I always start them off with what the goal is. Anybody that know me know I start with what the goal is, right? And people usually have these audacious goals because they hear about IPO 100% in a week. I tell them, listen, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but you're not going to invest and get it in a minute. You're not going to invest and get it in a week. And if you don't know what you're getting into, that's the most dangerous trade. That's a bad trade. But the reason why I said no, that you're, again, you weren't wrong. I know you're right. It's just, I have this thing I say all the time that if you have less money, you have to work harder, right? Yeah. So you are you 100% correct. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So exactly. So I do tell people that I will, I don't do it anymore because I can't do it anymore. But I will, and I did a lot when I had smaller money, put everything in everything one thing. Everything in one thing. Yeah. However, not blindly. I watch that thing a hundred times. I pay attention yeah, to it. I go through the financials. And I still, there is still risk. The risk is still the there. Mission is symmetry. Mm-hmm. True. There's somebody out there who that knows something that I but don't the thing know. Is how, I get, how I see it is, I know where I'm okay with not knowing. Yes. So yes. I know up to a point, and if this is the this is the risk I'm willing to take. Mm-hmm. That information that I don't know, that's the risk I'm willing to take. If I, if I get if I get to that point, then I'm investing. No, well, you see, all right. So let me tell you the difference between an average guy and a trader. Oh, true. Hey, all that. <laughs> the difference between a trader mm-hmm. and my trading philosophy, mm-hmm. some traders are different. Mm-hmm. I make a decision typically on about 60% of information. Mm-hmm. Right? So the average person waits until they have probably about 80, 75 mm-hmm. to 80 yeah, man. to make a decision. Yeah, that's why we said the market is yeah. slow. Because they have to wait so, until right. them see the profit before they right. actually move on. So yeah. I make a decision on around 60%. Mm-hmm. Whenever around eighty percent of the information is available, mm-hmm. I am exit. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you jump when everybody is jumping. So I can look to make twenty over sixty. That's a thirty percent return. Thirty-three mm-hmm. percent return, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a different dynamic from when a man going in at eighty, and if he goes in <laughs> to exit yeah. at say ninety, 90 he's yeah. making ten mm-hmm. over eight, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the return how it has shrunken. Big. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're and when same you're page. going in at same 90 page. to the risk of you getting out up near the 100 or below the 100 before it turns, if possible, mm-hmm. then you are now a high risk trade. So you, you should deploy less if you are getting in so close to when you think it's the peak. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. This is high so, level trading. Though. So it, it yeah. depends on the risk tolerance. It of depends the on the entry. Correct. It depends on your ab- ability to dissect information and make a decision. And your so, risk capital. And your risk capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, if I give you my own risk tolerance, like I am high risk, mm-hmm. obviously. Personally, 
I am high risk. Do you personally think of yourself truly, like for yourself, as personal, do you truly think of yourself as, as being high risk? Yes. Personally, really? I am a high risk. Okay. At work, you have to be careful. are within a framework mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you make decisions within yeah. a frame. Mm -hmm. But am I the average high risk trader? No. Because for me, for every time I win, mm -hmm. I increase my safety base. Mm. Ah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No. so more and money I, to, I, yeah, yeah. I'll give you what. If I start with 100 mm -hmm. and I make 20% return, mm -hmm. I say 10 or 5. Goes into the safety? Safety. Mm. You're okay. not for risking anymore. Okay. Mm. So, so you throw that into time, like a yes. safe bond. So okay. each time I go yeah. and that safety base gets bigger and bigger, I can start to say, instead of putting away 50% of what I make, I can now put away 5%. Ten percent, yeah, and yeah, yeah, because my safety net has become so I big. <laughs> so when one stock is out there, I can put a million dollars on the one stock, and you're fine. Why? Maybe because I have a house, I have a certain things covered mm -hmm. already, or whatever, and I'm, I don't have to worry. If I lose that million dollars, I'm good to go elsewhere in my safety and I, net and start again. The average guy with one million dollars, <laughs> only one million dollars, yep. you should not take that type of risk. I am with you a hundred percent on so that. It yeah. is important to assess. That's why it's a portfolio approach. Yes. You making a decision with your cash, which is your only asset, mm -hmm. should make a different decision from the guy who have some land, house, and some bonds, mm -hmm. some equity yeah. elsewhere, yeah. and all of that. The rich man game different. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It is a different thing. It, you must always look at what percent of your portfolio or of your net worth are you currently investing. Mm. Yes. It's I, important. I right am here. with you 100% tonight. So we have this thing, two things. One, so privately, we'll talk to Dan I, I think I'm coming for this theory. Well, I know it's not a new theory. I call it the keystone strategy. And I say it to him, so essentially, it's the same thing. We, DCA into um, dollar cost average into yeah. one specific stock that you believe in in the long term. Yeah. And you use that in the same way you call a safety net, do the same thing in terms of a safe stock that we trust. So maybe, you know, some will be around for a while. JMMB, for example. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to you know, we'll be around for a while. And then you use a percentage of that money to play. Yeah. So uh, you can, let's say if you had a million dollars in JMMB, and you have uh, 200,000 outside. You can play in something with it. You can risk it highly because at the end of the day, you still have the million yeah, in JMB. Yeah. Yeah. And then the gains from it would drop a little bit of the gains into the DC8 stock every mm -hmm. single month anyway to build it up. You're right. It's yeah. a great thing to do. It's, and but and it, you look at it as well, you know. So we have what we call buying a return at a reasonable cost. Right? I think it is scalable. Mm -hmm. It means it has very good opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. um, it's exposure to political risk and other risk is limited, mm -hmm. right? This is a company that should be here in the long run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then the exposure you take to that company is different mm -hmm. from a speculative stock. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right? A speculative stock is just, listen, everybody's going to run into this thing. <laughs> I run in, the aim is to get in and out first. Mm -hmm. Okay? If I go in and it move 15% in a day, I'm out. Oh, wow. You really are high risk. What? <laughs> so you, you have to understand what is your objective you know don't forget the objective 100 percent preach my nigga girl have you been to one of my classes uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but some people when they get in the trade the decision changes mm -hmm. yes a key thing about trading is to stick 
to your decision. Mm. Yes. That's what kills most people. It really right? sounds like it. Oh, I say, you, it as always, yes. remember your goal. Yes. Because you need so, that when the emotions are high. The fact that it's going up, 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 mm-hmm. you went in for your 20%. Your 20% was the reason you went in. Mm. Yes. Preach. If you have a system where you can put in trailing stops, mm-hmm. then it's different. Yeah. Now everybody going to be my ass no. what that is. Trailing <laughs> stops is where you went in at 100 mm-hmm. and you said, okay, I am going in to make 30%. So it goes up to one third to your exit. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to risk 10 or 15%. Mm-hmm. Right? If it goes to 85, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it will go to 70 and come back up. I don't care if 80 is going to turn and I'm up. My decision was that I was only willing to risk 15%. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking to it. That's mm-hmm. done. One bad trade, let's figure out how to carry that later on. Mm-hmm. Yep. If it goes up to your 130, I'm out. Mm. Even if you don't have a trailing stop. Trailing stop now says that, okay, when it was at 100, I was willing to go down to 85 mm-hmm. and up to 130. Mm-hmm. Trailing stop says, now that it's at 130, I was willing to lose 15%. I'm going to put my stop at 115 now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to move up my mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. my take profit yeah. up to 150 or 160. And stick with mm-hmm. it. And yeah. yeah. So keep and if it comes down, once to it hits back, 115, it's out. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That works in the currency market, mm-hmm. like Forex market. Mm-hmm. It works in stocks also. And some stocks. Yeah. But over time, yeah. not but immediately. Guess what? Yeah. It works in a stock market, which is very liquid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Many yes. buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like in yes. our stock market, it doesn't work. You don't know. It doesn't work at all. No, you're talking to two people who use it every day. So I hear no, you. No, but in our stock market, right? You can say, you know, I'm willing to sell here or mm-hmm. buy here. And if it doesn't execute there, then leave it alone. Mm-hmm. But when you own the stock at $100, there is no, if there is no buyer at 80, you yes. have to hold it. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. Liquidity is necessary. Yes. There you go. So there even if you get to it, yeah, true, mm-hmm. true, so, true. So we don't consider our market as liquid. Mm-mm. No, not in comparison no, to an advanced Because market, at, an average, at, at an average day, the market doesn't trade more than about 10% of the market, market cap. cap yeah. Agreed. And it's at its highest no and right. still not very So if you're low. only trading 10% of the market cap, Mm-hmm. And the market cap means the total value of, of all the stocks in the market. There we go. Right. So if you're only trading 10% of the market cap or less, then you don't really have it. Cannot be mm-hmm. <laughs> and that 10% is also concentrated in a yes. couple of big companies. And the 10 the is because yeah. of the probably five key yeah. or mm-hmm. four key companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're looking at NCB, right. some maybere some separate yeah. little carriers every day. I'm not right. separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, separate does have high liquidity, uh, actually. Fear. No, no, Sorry, our level you, of liquidity, yeah. not, not a company's level of... Scotia's, yeah, yeah, Scotia's, yeah, yeah, the financial stuff, signals, surprisingly. Right, the bigger stuff. Mm-hmm. But, so, it depends on the liquidity of the stock. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you have to be mindful of. Because, say, for example, although our market does well, three years I had, what, 49%. I think it one year was 37 and last year was 39 that's your, or something. That's your returns? No, the, the oh, market the market. Right. 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 The tell, us about your, tell us about your return, if you don't mind. No, it <laughs> changes. It's the index, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, how much it grows by. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you would have portfolios that have stocks where you might have unrealized gains where mm-hmm. you're up 30%. Easily. 
Yeah. But if you should try to liquidate that stock, problems, problems, you may even end up with your last trade being a loss. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oftentimes, Dana and I talk yes. about that. Oftentimes, when we have to so come out of our yes. stock. And say, boy, how we do this now? Yeah, you almost have to clear the queue. <laughs> so, you have to clear to, the queue, to yeah. benchmark yeah. unrealized gains, mm-hmm. that's one thing. To exit a trade mm-hmm. and hard. monetize that, yeah. that gain mm-hmm. is another story. Mm-hmm. Different story. So, it depends. When you're looking at people saying they are making a return of X, well, I'd ask you, is it realized or unrealized? Mm-hmm. True. True. That is you know. strong to that's strong to pay attention to. Because for yeah. well, I was talking a lot about myself. Uh, then I you can tell the problems you have to deny. But yeah, you're right. After a certain point of money in the local market, yeah. you have those problems. You almost have to either just be used to leveraging the portfolio, yes. mm-hmm. you borrow against it, or you plan so how we do heavily is we don't usually tell people our actual personal stuff. <laughs> but what we do heavily is that we we plan for that. So you yeah. plan, you know that if I start go up hundred percent. We exit on the next rise of hype. So usually if it goes up like 100% profit, so you pick something and you know it's going to have good results. Mm-hmm. And you say, all right, I think that might give me a rise of 50% based on usually we go deeper. So we go into what the actual profit is, how the market usually pays attention to that kind of profit, blah, blah, so on and so forth. Then you know, okay, I'm expecting 50 or 60% growth in it when Financial Gleaner writes the article. And then a week after that, you might start seeing it fly up. Then people realize it's flying up and then it really, really flies. And you can get 60, 70. We know that if you jump 100% in something to get out with that cash, you're either going to have to wait and do it piece, piece. Or 100% growth might actually mean 60, 70% realized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but then another thing, you know, is that, remember, it's a market. Yes. So the difference about single or individuality mm-hmm. when in a market all things are correlated. Mm-hmm. Meaning what? I'll give you an example now. If your child is in a class, mm-hmm. He or she gets 85 in an exam. Is that good or bad? Ah, depends on the curve. Depends on everybody else in the class. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if 85 is the top grade and she comes first, then do you she's say a well star. done? Well, yeah, of course. Okay. My and daughter if, must be a star. And, what you mean? and if you get 85 <laughs> and you come 25th or 30th, do you say well done? To my daughter, who I love, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a daughter, so, but yeah, I get so what you it's mean. Relative. It is relative. Yes, right. yes, yes, so yeah. How well does a stock perform relative to the other stocks? Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. So you could grow one year, and this could be your highest growth, mm-hmm. and you could grow twenty five percent, and that's good. But everybody else grew by thirty and forty percent. <laughs> what were you doing? That, so, what were you doing? exactly? Uh-huh. Yes. So hence again another reason why you don't focus on individual stocks. Correct. Because Rel- watch relative value analysis mm-hmm. is, is how we use to determine where do I extract value. We could mm-hmm. say all things here are reasonable price good. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they will all grow. Mm-hmm. But which, which one do I pick? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And why do I pick one? Say it all the time. I tell we people always have time. to use a relative value analysis mm-hmm. to assess. There we go. I say to people all the time and say, this is a good, if XYZ is a good stock. I say, yeah. listen, almost everything on the exchange is good. good. Almost everything on the exchange is going to, it's so hard to get on the exchange yeah. that they've already usually passed a certain level of, of passed a certain level of muster to get there. So very few things on the exchange are bad. Because you guys are here, I won't say what I usually say. I usually name two companies. In fact, I don't <laughs> name one, no, but it's fine. It's all good. It's all um, good. However, I am with you in you saying that you know you have to watch relative market. I want to know, however, you can tell me maybe since we have no industry, why don't more people watch more the market? Meaning, well, the truth is, you know, because interest rate is so low you now, mm-hmm. more people have become interested in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. There is true. usually, and 
indirect correlation. Interest rate is high, stock markets down. Vice versa. Stock mm. markets are up, people move their investments away from in interest bearing instruments into stock market. Right. right. So there is that inverse correlation. So mm -hmm. as you see now, interest rates are low here. In Jamaica. It's low currency. globally. Yes. Mm. yes. So globally, the stock markets are doing well. Well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look a couple of years ago, if you use Jamaica when interest rate was twenty something and stock all market that. Wasn't why do I need to take risk in a stock when mm -hmm. I can collect twenty percent interest on my mm -hmm. money? Without doing I, anything. I don't need to do that. Right. So you have Variables like that that will impact the performance or how much funds are channeled into. Because really and truly, you know, why does the stock market move like this? It moves because the market is liquid and cash. Mm -hmm. People have monies that needs to be invested. Mm -hmm. And they have to have a place to put right. it. So right. one, those are portfolio managers. Mm -hmm. Speak about the individuals now or corporates, right? People looking for an option. Mm -hmm. What do I need? I can't keep this money idle. What yeah. do I need to do? Yeah, what's a revenue hedge? All right. Uh, if you're in an economy where your money supply is growing faster than the pace at which value is created in that society, mm -hmm. what it means is that more money chasing same amount of value, then the price of those assets must mm -hmm. go up. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right? Correct. Sometimes it goes up to the extent it becomes a bubble. Yeah, so when speculation, and let's say that when speculation drives it past its um, the intrinsic values. Yes. So if you find like company earnings generally are going up to the tune of 20%, but the, but the entire market, market is growing 400%. Right. Yeah, then right. you know what's something not there yet. The intrinsic yeah. value isn't there. So, so we're on the same page. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, so, so you have to look at it, you know, the outlook. So, for example, I like the optimistic Jamaica Stock Exchange, right? Mm hmm. But at the same time, you have one other thing which you bear in mind. You have an economy which is growing at 1%. Mm -hmm. If the companies which sells mainly locally mm -hmm. yeah, heavily. is selling to a population whose income base is growing at 1% per year, mm -hmm. do you think that these people will have the capacity to consume Products from these companies to allow them to grow at 20, 25, 30% nope. per year. Nope. Nope. And nope. some of these companies require growth rates like that to maintain the multiples. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. So, Correct. therefore, that in itself says to you that this is not a sustained momentum. Yeah, you need to see the economy grow with it yes. in order to do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is why there's yeah. so much pressure to get above that one percent bubble. Right. We need three, four, five percent. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, some people may say, okay, this one percent doesn't capture the underground economy and certain yeah. things. And it depends, right? Yeah. I speculation do you believe in Jamaica. That? Do you believe that? Yeah. Speculation in Jamaica is that the underground economy is somewhere around forty to fifty percent. But economists oh. have a way to measure the unknown. It's estimated. Yeah. True, right. but still, so after fine. a certain amount, because they so have to spend. If you it. want to double it, and so we're going at two percent. Yeah. Oh well, it's okay. hard to grow two percent and maintain companies in the industry mm -hmm. growing at twenty, thirty percent overall. Yeah. Again, Some again, sectors again. may grow like that, mm -hmm. but when you look at the overall picture, there is no way that the these company market. revenues can be growing by so much, our profitability can be growing by so much mm -hmm. when the income capacity of the population is not growing. Where are you going to get the money to consume? 
you may borrow for a period, but after a while, there is no more credit because exactly. your debt service ratio messed up. <laughs> right? Yeah, and the market, the local market, especially, yeah. we know, runs on profit. So if you can't repeat that profit performance, yeah. the market isn't going to wait very, wait very long. Right. Right. So, so one of the things I was saying is that um, the benchmark, mm-hmm. because interest rate is so low, mm-hmm. you find that yes, the market had the, the stock market had to grow. Our prices of stocks had to go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that benchmark, that hurdle, your opportunity cost. Now, if you look like in the past, rental yields in Jamaica and real estate, say, um, apartment rentals, etc., residential rental yields were somewhere in the region of 7 to 9%. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's when interest rates were up at 7 to 9%. Mm. So you benchmark, why would you buy an apartment and yield less than a paper instrument? Mm-hmm. So you think about it. Know that paper instruments are down in the region of one point three to five. Two, three, about, yeah, what you realize is that now more people run into apartment mm-hmm. buying mm-hmm. because hey, why am I going to take this interest rate over here? I'm moving my portfolio to real estate yep. and I'm going for the better return. Yep. And as more money chase real estate, the return goes down, mm-hmm. right? Because price goes up. The mm-hmm. inverse relationship. So you find that rental yields came down to five to seven percent, and now in the reach of mainly four to six percent. Mm. Right? It's the same thing in the US. It's the same thing anywhere. It is. As interest rates get lower, other asset class monies are diverted, and it's what we call smart money. People move their money for the highest return, for mm. a reasonable risk. Mm-hmm. So you find that all the other areas that you would allocate money from a portfolio perspective comes down real estate is mm-hmm. down after a while people will chase equities so much so that when you look at the dividend yield can you buy a stock for two reasons right you buy it for capital gains or dividends which is the change in the price mm-hmm. over time and you buy it for dividends mm-hmm. which is the payout right and the dividends would have been the, the dividend yield would have been the cash dividend that you get over mm-hmm. the price that you pay for the stock mm-hmm. right so if you're paying higher and higher price for the stock then you yield just the dividend yield goes down going right? down Right? So, I remember when our stock, GMB stock, our mm. dividend yield was above 3%. There are mm. stocks paying 4 or 5% dividend yield. Mm-hmm. But the market has been up now. We are, you're lucky to get 2 or 3%, mm-hmm. 2%. Dividend. Yeah, generally. Our dividend generally, yield yeah. is about 1.7 now. They are mm-hmm. So, what you find is that the stock prices go up, up, up so much. The yields So, fall. that dividend yield doesn't impress you anymore. Mm-hmm. So, all that's left for you now is capital gains. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's a How far do you chase this stock if you think that the company, the intrinsic value, the company mm-hmm. just cannot grow past a point? So is it that because you want it, you just put some money in, even though you know the company not going to grow, you're willing to just keep paying more, 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 more? Well, not no. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so at some point in time, the market will deem the prices to mm-hmm. be too high, and therefore you will see corrections. And we correct. have seen corrections before. Across the board, yeah. We're still yeah. seeing corrections with some stuff. I think one of the most famous one I asked was Kingston Wharves. Kingston Wharves. Mm-hmm. Been high. Yeah, been high. Been high for years. I've always watched it. It's the one stock I've never bought because it was always at a, on a PE multiple basis. It was always very high. Recently this year, 2019, as he corrected. Still high, but what, 30 something now? Yeah, but uh, and again, the perception is what sells it. Oh, yeah. Perception sells. Why was Kingston Wharf multiple so high? 
we perception. Yes. We <laughs> perception. It's the port. No. <laughs> from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Our trust was our own logistic hub. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if yes. the bulk of your growth was supposed to be coming from the logistics, logistics hub. Yeah, of the twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Who yep. benefits most there? Kingston Wharf. The transportation, the Kingston Wharfs, mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. Right? Those are the areas where you expect. And if you're building out, if just like now where the economy is building out capacity and we're growing, mm-hmm. who benefits? Construction. There we go. So companies in construction, mm-hmm. the cements, the hardwares, the whoever. You're, you expect them to do well, mm-hmm. right? If, if a company has equipment, rental, something like that, then you expect them to do well because of building capacity, mm-hmm. right? But as soon as that dwindles, then it's the same thing for Kingston Wharf. Yeah. So you think that, okay, we're putting in certain amount of capacity and this company will do well. So I'm willing to pay more, willing to pay more, willing to pay more. Mm-hmm. But when you don't see the revenue growing past a certain point, you're not seeing the profit growing. Then you will either. see, yeah. Yeah, you will correction. see correction, and and those who are in the money will start to sell. Yes, mm-hmm. and when so they have the money, people sell. So if you price. have an asset and you're up 30, 40, 50 percent, and mm-hmm. it seems as if it has stopped out, so now question in your head is, what's my next opportunity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already have this 30 or 40 percent on the table. Shouldn't I take it? I'm going to look for another trade. That's yeah. it. So and when you sell, and I'm thinking the same, and somebody else thinking the same, and then other people trade based upon trends of influencers. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I, I see NCB selling some stock. Mm-hmm. The man must know something. I must <laughs> yeah, let me yeah, sell yeah, as well, yeah, right? Yeah. A guy so on Twitter saying, yeah. sell out of this, and so may I jump to yeah. all the time. Right. Yeah. So, other people start to follow the influencers and so forth, and then you get the herd mentality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big up there. Yeah, you always get the herd mentality. Market. Right. So, as I say to you know, comment that I like that you 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 bring this up because a lot of the things that you have been saying, Dana and I say it a lot, mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily say it in the same way. But I'm recognizing in the principle of what you do, the same principles that we do, especially the same thing. Diverse. You no, know, we're different in some things. Like I, because I started with, I started with ten grand years ago, so I had to put everything in one. I couldn't split ten grand yes. between five things, right? And I rode that ten grand up into the millions. And as I, as it got larger, I realized there are things I just can't do. I literally cannot invest my portfolio now, the way I invested it when it was at ten grand, the way I invested mm-hmm. it when it was even at one mil. No, I can do like what you. I can put a million into something, but. I can't put all of it into one. Or if I do that, that's it. <laughs> yeah, you can't move <laughs> right. easily in and so, out of that company. I always say that, listen, for the guy who has a small amount, mm-hmm. you can get diversification in many ways. Mm-hmm. So maybe 10000 is not enough to split up into different shares. But you can buy into a fund. Mm-hmm. Mutual fund. Mm-hmm. So there, you, I might manage a fund for $100 million. But it may consist of several persons with 10,000 each. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So me managing that portfolio into several stocks mm-hmm. and you buying units in that gives you diversification. Mm-hmm. And exposure to and everything. Exposure yeah. to everything. And your expertise. Right. right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. expertise mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. But the issue so, comes when I don't want your expertise. Right. So yeah. if you don't want my expertise, then... It's, it's an amount where in mm-hmm. the scheme of things, you can afford to risk it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can afford to risk For it. For some people, because we have a lot of listeners. Some listeners, oh, yeah, definitely. is them only there, 100 grand. Yes. Yeah, there yeah, are yeah. some people, if you lose 100 grand, it's another yeah. five years yes, yeah. before yeah, you get yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. 
there are some people months mm, I can take it out of my salary mm. and I can put it back there. Mm-hmm. You understand? So it, as I say, like your net worth will determine a lot of your decisions. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And, and people need to know that. Yeah. So you have to assess your net worth and know what percentage of your net worth is in your investable mm-hmm. format. Mm-hmm. Right? That's another thing, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the guy who I remember um, in the crisis, mm-hmm. 2008. Yeah. There's one guy who says to me, um, I want to buy some Venezuela bonds. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, like, Really? Say yes, I want to buy some Venezuela bonds. I said, why are you buying Venezuela bonds? I said, well, it's my duty to walk you through the risk. So I walk you through the risk and everything. You're clear. Mm-hmm. And you will sign that you, you did. I did not solicit the business from you to sell you this bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You're buying your own risk. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then one of my questions was, what's this money for? He says... I have my businesses. I have good income. This money is some money that I have for when I die. It's for the grandkids. Okay. Okay. Play around money. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he can afford to play with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That worked out for him. Yeah. It worked out for him. In terms of the Venezuela bonds, if he yes. bought it back then, yeah, yeah it worked out handsomely right. for him. So mm-hmm. he doubled yeah. that money. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was risky. He could have lost yeah. it all. all yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. But yeah. if he had lost it all, he would still be good because mm-hmm. he's solid base or he's mm-hmm. safe base. Mm-hmm. And this invest money he's investing represented like less than 5% of what he's worth. Mm-hmm. So what? So he, he can, can take all of that cash and throw it in one bond. And then there's another client who invested in Irish bonds. And Ooh. that one, yeah, did not I had to well. take up to the level of my compliance officer to get signed off. Mm. Because mm. everybody's like, Why we are not selling this it? asset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I that would have worked down, also. I sat down with him when that bond was trading at like 23% was the return. Mm-hmm. Oh and when he says, and that's oh, on US, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he says, yeah, yeah. I'm nice. good with this. I'm good with it. I can take the risk. And we walked through and everything. And we bought the bond. And it traded right to the point where in Ireland interest rates became negative. Yes. When they were just allowing you to keep some of your money safe. Yeah. Right. yeah. So when you trade an asset that's yielding 20 something percent till it's till you have to pay a bank to keep your money. Yes. That's a handsome, handsome return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understand? That's, that, that's that. really some serious return. That's strong. He's making. That's so then, more, way, way, way more than doubling mm-hmm. his money. <laughs> so here, let, let me let me bring it to some real talk. So the last time I carry on, I admit, so people know I, I I'm one. I started trading with JMB with him just to start money line years ago. That's when I yeah. started forever ago, twenty years at this point. But it wasn't serious trade. My serious trading started maybe ten or so years, and then. As the market has grown, I have grown really because I know this won't last forever. Yeah. So eat while it's while the food is on the table. Um, one of the things I used to beat you guys about is just capacity, whatever, and JMB to their credit. I mean, they're doing this. So I like that JMB is always open to, to, to listening. Group, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. People really like that, by the way. Kerry. People yeah, really yeah, like that you guys are listening and you know they're not saying it's perfect. Because in the space, lots of people try to pretend that they're perfect. They're not. So I like that Jamie B doesn't do that. So I think the thing I should do now, since I've come here to beat you up with, because you're touching some good points. You made two examples of, um, I guess, somebody with money recognizing 
that there's something valuable there, but there's high risk. And so JMB has to do their due diligence and carry people through. I'm not saying yes. no, but let me show you the risk. That's great, right? right? But why not? Do you not think that maybe the, the general level of aggressiveness, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put on JMB alone. I said the industry. Yes. You don't think it could raise? Not into stratospheric crazy levels. Yes but and no, because I tell you what. From my experience over time, mm-hmm. I've seen people making money and all happy. Mm-hmm. And the moment they start to lose, it's not that nobody knew anything. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? And, I, and I'll tell you something about when you explain risk to people. You'll explain risk to the team. And they say, yes, they understand. Mm, but we know And they're they making really. money from it and they're all good. Mm-hmm. The day they lose a dollar. Mm-hmm. How come nobody understood, understood anything? Yeah, they trusted JMB's yeah, yeah. expertise. Yeah. And that's it. And that and it yeah. goes down. And it's because the law, law is funny, you know. There's a case with Morgan Stanley mm-hmm. in the US. Where Morgan Stanley explained the risk of a trade to a client. The client signed to say they acknowledge. Say it. they acknowledge. Mm-hmm. When the investment went haywire case went to court because the client didn't said them don't know yes. yeah the judge ruled that even though morgan stanley got the client to sign mm-hmm. morgan stanley ought to have known from their expertise that this investment option was very wrong for the client really they kept the responsibility on them so morgan stanley had to pay out Morgan Stanley, so wait, that, but that's, that, that creates legal precedence. Because that then so invalidates. Say, yes. So you have to be careful sometimes, you know. Mm. When you say, okay, yes, you explain to a man and him say, I understand. And him sign and off. Is he just saying he understands because him no one look like him adults? Yeah, yeah. And him say, yeah, yeah man, I understand. T- and him <laughs> sign. Yeah, and good. sign, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And him but then when the real money. thing comes to the matter, man, I say, well, why? My IQ is not something I would understand mm-hmm. this enough. And you should know better. And you <laughs> should know better than to. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you have to think about the spins to it. That is true. I get it now, but you know, if you, if you make fear alone control it, you almost won't ever do anything because I see often opportunities, right? So I, the whole, how I beat the industry up these days is around the analysis and mostly stocks, but around the analysis and recommendations. Now, I don't expect the market to be crazy. I understand they have to be careful because you have to talk to everybody that. They're risky and they're very, very risk averse. But you reach a point where I see people, like, like you look on things and you're like, this is an obvious win or, or this is an obvious no, danger zone. What the market doesn't do, you know, you have to be fair in that the market does credit analysis. Mm. Yeah. Meaning, can you get back this money that you're is, lending yes. XYZ? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Viability. Yeah. So it's not growth and business right. is... And, and yeah. when, you, when you trade, there are two different trades. There's a strategic trade mm-hmm. and there's a tactical trade. Mm. A strategic trade says, this company over the long run is expected to do well. Mm-hmm. And if you buy and hold over a certain time, mm-hmm. based on the trajectory of the market and what other things, taste preference, all that, the direction of this company should be well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A tactical trade says... You buy at 10, you sell at 15. Mm. You buy tomorrow versus you buy the next day and when you sell. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the tactical trade is what helps you to know when to jump in 
and out mm-hmm. within timing. a short period of time. Mm-hmm. That's a tactical trade. And the shorter you, you're yeah. playing, the more tactical you have to be. Right. And the yeah. more risky it becomes. Yes, right? true. So the question is, our investors in our stock market, are they tactical traders or are they yeah, strategic, strategic traders? traders. Mm. Are you buying a company and say, over the long run, this company will do well mm-hmm. because the industry in which it is will do well and it is a market leader in mm-hmm. its industry, right? You have to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. No, I'll give you an, an example. I have a friend who has been buying NCB from it. It was around $3.50. Oh, yeah. We have a couple wow. of those friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a couple of those friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we do. Wow. So wow. Very rich belief, is no, no His, his belief yeah. was that the economy has to be driven somewhat by the financial sector. Mm-hmm. Correct. And we've seen it. And that this entity is an entity that will be a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. So, so said, so done. Right. So he has been building a portfolio from then. Mm-hmm. I like that. I right. Like Shout so out to that friend. There are people who I know would jump in and say, okay, when Lasker is going to list, we're going to buy it. Why? Because GDP low. People need an alternative, maybe from the grace and the name brands, mm-hmm. per se. So there's a segment of the market that needs this offering. Mm-hmm. So the company should do at least reasonable well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you buy in your IPO or whatever. And you say, yes. A Supreme Venture come and you take a perspective. And you say, okay. The poor countries, some people are without hopes. What do you think they're going to do? They've gambled. Gamble. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm, what's my option to become rich? I should buy the latter. Mm. I should go play That's some fine. cash pot. Mm-hmm. I should do something. <laughs> so therefore, you know there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. You take a fundamental outlook on the industry and the yeah. market leader in the industry. Mm-hmm. You take that. That's a strategic trade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you take those perspectives... You buy the stock and you go sleep. You're not check tomorrow mm-hmm. what to trade for. Yep. Next week, you don't care what it is trading yep. on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, you know, it's funny, you know, like, you ever really and truly, when you look on the line over 10 years and you see it look like this, that was not the market. No, when you zoom in it, yeah, yeah. it fell, yeah. Zigzag, zigzag, and fair, yeah, man. Yeah. So that thing is what kills a lot of people. Yeah. In that you're not able to stick to the investment decision to say, this company over the next three to five years will be a force to reckon with. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to buy this stock and I'm going to forget about it. I don't want to hear where it's trading next week. Yeah. I don't want to hear where it's trading next yeah, month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not Lock why it I bought it. Yeah. That's a tactical yeah. trade. Mm-hmm. But that's hard for a lot of people, you know. No, so that is why I'm saying. The confusing thing is that some people takes a strategic decision but behaves in a tactical way. All, mm. Yes. And yes. therefore, it gets them restless. Yes. Uh-huh. You bought it because you believed in the company. There mm-hmm. we go. Not so because goes. of the behavior of the market over two, three months. Yeah, mm-hmm. Everybody that got grow on and listening, because I'm saying exactly what I said. Yeah, when people ask me what's happening with XYZ, yeah. I go, Where what were it? you thinking when you bought it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bridget, message me. Two days after QWL list? So when oh, it, yeah, when man, did it drop for the first day? Say, yo, I think I'm going to sell it. Oh, yo, we spoke a week ago and you told me you were buying this with the outlook of a year. It dropping one. What, why, why are you worried? But yeah, I realized exactly. really it's a shift because QWI dropped one that I message me excited. 
I'll be excited <laughs> though. And the more it drops, the more excited to get. And then somebody else I know is out there going, no, we drop it one little bit. But in my view, because you're right, in my view, I don't usually invest for dividends. I'm a cap gains and when I had the smaller money. But where I know I have to look for it. And in my view, like you couldn't get QWI at 108. You couldn't get that 105. Mm-hmm. IPO that 125 a little bit. And really and truly, if you bought in at 125, chances are your average cost is 130, $1.30. If you told me six months ago that QWI would have list and I would have been able to buy it at a dollar eight, I would have been excited, right? But that is a totally different shift card to somebody's want to buy it at 130 and 108. So you're right, how people think about it has to shift. That's why I try to get you to get the thinking. Yeah, but, so but like, somewhere in the line, it, it goes back to the principle that I tell you that the biggest killer in trading emotions. 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 There we go, emotions. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> emotions is a single. Mm. Biggest killer. Not having the discipline to stick to your investment objective mm-hmm. kills everything. Yep. Totally, totally, totally. All the time. What, what, how do, how do you handle it? Like as a human, because we know what the books say, but how do you handle it as a human? Because the biggest thing for people, right? They put it in and I want mm-hmm. by select F. I think he wanted for two years. So that's great. In two years, the financial space is going to grow naturally. JMB is going to force it to grow just from that upcoming thing. No. If you bought with that in mind, I understand you believe it and you're into it, but then your friend go tell you, so they make 40% on X in a week. And suddenly you start thinking about it. But it's human. I get it. Yeah, but... I'm not saying that I don't review my decisions. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I buy a stock. (laughs) And you stick with it. And and You stick with your decision. Right. So you have to first know, who are you? Mm -hmm. Are you a tactical trader? Are you a fundamental trader? Mm -hmm. Right? Am I in this because I'm looking the quick pick? Mm-hmm. So if you're in it looking the quick pick, you monitor it over short periods for your best entry and best exits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not in it for that and you're in it for the long term, chances are if the company grows so fast or there's so, some positive about the company in the short term that makes the price spike, mm-hmm. it could spike much more in the long term. Yep. Mm-hmm. What yep. stops it from spiking more? <laughs> exactly. You have to always look, you know, review your decisions, yes. Mm-hmm. Constantly. But you can't be two things at one. You, mm-hmm. you have to pick one or pick a larger weighting to one. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, it never changes. It I, doesn't matter if it's currency. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's stocks, if it's real estate. Always the same yeah. thing. It doesn't matter where it is either. Because the principles see. are in the American market, in the European market, in the Jamaican market, it's the same principle. Can you hold it out? Can you stick to your decision? And can you ignore what's going on next door? Because a lot yes. of people lose yeah. money just on that shift. I jump from mm-hmm. this, then I jump from this, then I jump yeah. from this. And it's like, guess what happened? You have this stock. You bought it with a three-year horizon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A year and a half in the thing, the stock doesn't move at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you start to get impatient. And you exit. Okay. Maybe slightly down, maybe flat, slightly up. You exit. Mm-hmm. Six months later, the stock went up 40%. Because in your three-year horizon, which you originally had, things are just coming through. The pipeline yeah. of their missions and stuff just mm-hmm. coming through. Mm-hmm. Guess what now? You get antsy. You have the emotion to say, look how I was waiting on this. All the time. Mm-hmm. You know what you do now? You're running back. <laughs> no, you're buying 40%. No, you're buying 40%. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
and you oh, wow. say your risk is this much I don't call her name, shout out to my sick right. friends. <laughs> right. me, let me be clear yeah. for that, I don't want to get in trouble. My friends who, the, this exact story you're describing happened with Cygnus stock. Because I said to them, I said, just wait, no man. You know the Jamaica man, because when we move, we move quick and then we stay there. Yeah, yeah. and we will stagnate for a year and a half. Mm. Which is exactly what Signals did. Stagnated. It stayed and, at 10 dollars and then it just flew to twenty. And guess what? You have to understand the business. It's your duty to understand the business. Mm-hmm. If you're going to invest in the business, yep. you need to understand. And if you don't inv- understand, then you need to have a rep, an investment advisor mm-hmm. that thoroughly understands. Right? Hundred, say it again. Because people so, are beating up for this. So you, you, you have to have a good investment advisor. That's mm-hmm. If you're not the expert, yes. you need it. Mm-hmm. So say, for example, a Signals. Their business model can could, be complex. Could not blossom in six months. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cannot. It's a startup. <laughs> they w- and, and they are investing in startups. Yes. So, and so, they're yeah. investing in startups. <laughs> yeah. So therefore, there must be a period of time which is these businesses have to be nurtured and so forth before know, you yeah. start to see Any the return. return. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I didn't expect it. No, to move not. in the first year. I never expected that. Neither mm-hmm. did I. And then the, 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 the upsizing, mm-hmm. the way they upsized, I believe. The, the throughout the valuation. So mm-hmm. never made yeah. sense to so, me. So if what I do know in my stock portfolio is, is it's in two. Mm, tell us. There are <laughs> stocks that I buy to hold uh-huh. and there are stocks that I buy to trade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there is the same stock that a portion of it is to hold and a portion is to trade. Okay. okay. Right? So, okay, I buy a position, say a million units. Mm-hmm. Maybe I decide that when the stock moves 25%, mm-hmm. I'm going to exit 20%. Mm-hmm. Maybe when it moves 40%, I'm going to do another 20%. And tear it. Mm-hmm. So, at least I start to take some gains going up the ladder. Mm-hmm. And each further up it goes, is the more covered I become. Yeah, you're increasing the safety. Right, so I'm increasing my I safety I really like that. I'm going to find a way to put that in. So in you, you have to figure out yeah. how to manage your portfolio. Yep. That way. Yep. So you know that, yep. okay, I'm waiting for the top, you know, but I'm not waiting with all of my position mm-hmm. for the top. No. I would have taken off some gains off it already. Mm-hmm. So if you take that approach, then yes, you can behave in that way Take some profit, take some profit, take some profit. Are you, and say, are you sure you consider yourself high risk? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm high risk, but I'm a sophisticated high risk investor. Okay. I think it's just... That high risk doesn't... It's different from stupid enough. No, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. Because so I'm described as high right. risk. Then I described so as high risk. risk but high risk means... I'm high risk and sophisticated means I'm using information mm-hmm. Constantly. to make... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. like when a man say, hmm, you make decision and gut feeling, right? Oh. There's gut feeling, there's gut feel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, yeah. There's yeah. gut feeling <laughs> ignorance. And then there's gut and feeling. And there's a hunch yeah. because of your experience. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> right? There we go. So there because go. of your experience, there you understand what are the tickers, what are the indicators that says it's time to mm-hmm. do this, it's time mm-hmm. to do yep. that. Mm-hmm. And it plays on you, and therefore you make a decision. There we go. We That's different from trading. a man who just mm-hmm. running in and said, "Boy, I'm a good feeling. Say this going moving." <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. You know, so it's it's different in that context. Wow, 
And as Karen was reminding me earlier, we, we moved it completely from Forex. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we're on the same page in terms of stocks, though. It's so funny, but I I did ma- I made my portfolio high risk, but I knew it was high risk. And it's the same way. When I say high risk, there weren't sleepless nights. If you sleepless nights, it's because I'm paying attention to the portfolio, right? But mm-hmm. it's it wasn't stupid. Okay. So yeah. Before you say you're high risk, mm-hmm. what percentage of your net worth would you say is invested in stocks? <laughs> Me right now, currently? Yeah. My net worth. Yeah. Your net worth. I, I don't actually count my net worth. Now. I, I, I keep my money in stocks. Let's put almost 100% oh, of my money in your stocks. Your money in stocks is not yeah, your portfolio in stocks. True. true Do you own true. a house or an apartment? There's, yeah, there are things that I have. Does the apartment in, value more than your share portfolio? At this point, no. My portfolio is kind of good. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> no. Do you have like land or other investment? No, I get what you're saying. No, yeah, I am high risk. That no. adds up so because ninety percent of my money is in stocks in the local stock market. Ninety percent of your money or of your, my or net worth of my net worth of your net my asset. My net worth is in the Jamaican stock market. All right. Yeah. Then the other thing is the age group. Yeah. Well, yeah. How much time do you have to rebound? To rebound, yeah. you mean like if, if something anything go wrong? goes haywire? Mm. I mean, I have some time. I'm 33. You, you have yeah. 30 years of working life left. Yeah. Oh God forbid! But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, are, yeah. put it in context. There are people graduating from university at 30, and they have nothing yet. True. Ah, true, true. true so true, that true, says true, that true, you're true. in a position where you can do a whole lot. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt, no so doubt. So in no the doubt. context of things, you know, you're not really truly high risk, you know. If you were to reach 55 and 60 mm-hmm. and you take that same 90% decision, no, yeah. that says yeah, you're high risk. Yeah, I could Because could guess what? Your recovery time. At 60? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I'm assuming at 60. Oh, so here, I, I manage my risk you know, because also I don't have any kids. Yeah, and yeah. I'm married. Even, yeah. even if it took No, it matter if I had kids. Recovery. I couldn't do it. Just look at the recovery. Yeah, the recovery. The time, time that you have time. left to work about this money or make about this money in business mm-hmm. is... True. A lot. True. No. True, true, true. So true. therefore, yes, you're allocating a high percentage, but it doesn't really make you a high risk person because yeah. you have a lot of time for recovery. True. And then on the tactical level, I mean, you think we're high risk tactically, don't I? Tactically. In terms of how we trade. Yes, sir. You might okay. have concentrations. Okay. At times, okay, so you have 90% in one asset class. Fine. Mm-hmm. Within the asset class, you ever put 90% or 80% on one stock? I mean, in the past, not anymore. I'm not, I, anymore, I can't anymore. But right, in the past, I have. Right. Yeah. So that in itself shows that you appreciate diversification. You might not diversify by asset class, but you diversify by industry within an asset class. True. So, so you're, you're buying in banking. You're buying in manufacturing. You're mm-hmm. buying in the distribution industry. You're buying in hotel and tourism. So you're buying in gaming. So therefore, you're saying, although this asset class is risky, I'm going to see how I can best manage the risk yes. in this asset class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so risk, yeah. risk is a hallmark of reward. So right. I don't... You, you, you catch me in transition here because I, I am moving. I'm forced to move how I invest. But I wouldn't tell you, say, if... Trans Jamaica listing mm-hmm. and it, it, it coming it out. It can like, take all your money, didn't yeah. it? Really? If it could take all my money and, and it's and a if, great deal, and I honestly think that at worst, it's going to go 30%, I'd put every dime in there. If you think that. Yeah, if I think that. 
So I believe in the in the Buffett statement that people don't talk about, which is put all your eggs in one, one basket. basket. Watch that basket. Co- pay close attention to that basket. And when I was building up my portfolio, mm-hmm. I had to do that. So those were the nights but where that's why I'm where I'm not. No, no, he Buffett can't. Different. He oh. can't. He can't. He can't anymore. <laughs> Buffett money is very different. No, no. But even even from the early stage, Buffett's philosophy has always been: I look at a company, mm-hmm. I value the company, I see growth opportunity, mm-hmm. I buy it, I forget it. Yeah, but that's not. He, ne- he Buffett never speculates but on the stock market. Yeah, he, he doesn't buys, have to. He buys. Companies with strong fundamentals based yes, upon his assets. Yeah, but, that, but that's, that's yes. not the thing. That that's not going against what he said about watching the ba- about the no, put yes, everything yeah. put all eggs in one basket. Yeah, preserve the basket. Put, put yeah. our eggs in a good basket, then you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, well, it's the same with us. But we, of course, don't have Buffett money, so yeah, we couldn't so. do Buffett moves at the time. In fact, we just you still buy companies that you believe are solid. And oh, strong. No, undoubtedly, so we don't and, put money. And you yeah. hold them. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't <laughs> put money in things that. that that um we expect not to do anything other than grow. But and we are also very event based. I know I'm event based, meaning when it, it, free it, on a, a, it, it, all throughout. When it guides our timing. Oh, we don't go. Go ahead. It, it guides our timing. So if you know. Timing is important to us. So if I'm going to be in a stock and I say, boy, mm-hmm. I know X time this event is going to happen that will drive demand in the stock so the price will go up, say earnings or some some other events happen around that company. Mm-hmm. Then I see like six months down the line and nothing will happen for that stock in my view for that six months. I probably wouldn't invest until near to, near to the event. event. Mm-hmm. So fine enough. So your approach is more the tactical approach. Very heavy. Right. Yeah, very heavy. Very heavy. You're, you're yeah. not looking on the fundamental side of the business to say over time, long, a longer period I look at the fundamentals, but not necessarily for very long horizons. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying once once you trade in the short space, mm-hmm. you're considered the tactical. Mm-hmm. You're yes. Not, you're not taking you have the long term yeah, sure. trade. Yeah. And I understand from that perspective, your ears have to be closer to the market. Most. Mm-hmm. Every day. And have to watch the news. The guy who takes a long listen. term, mm-hmm. you buy it, you forget it. Yeah. You know, made no one again, you check in, but mm-hmm. you buy it, you forget. The guy who's doing the tactical, you have to follow the news. You have to know what's happening in the industry. You have to know what's mm-hmm. happening you with the peers in the industry. That's, that's fine, man. You have, you have to be on top. You have to watch every financial. Yes. Yeah. 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 You have to know what's happening globally. Is this a company that exporting? You have to know what's happening with people's behavior. Is mm-hmm. taste and preference moving? Look at Kodak. Yes. Is taste and preference changing? Mm-hmm. You understand? Yep. What do I see happening for this company down the road because mm-hmm. of political factors? Mm-hmm. Venezuela, you can't trade with Venezuela okay. anymore. So, you have stuff with Cuba, you have whatever. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have Things with China. Yeah. Growth rate slowing down because of two superpowers, egos at each other. Mm-hmm. Right? So what does it mean? Look with with Yahweh and all these other people. There mm-hmm. are stuff where you look at and you it say, impacts them. Okay, correct. What correct. can impact them on a larger scale, mm-hmm. just outside of their economy, mm-hmm. because you're exporting. What percentage of your revenues comes from the domestic market versus the local market? Mm-hmm. And, and what are the drivers of each of yes, those? And what are the drivers of each of those markets mm-hmm. and so forth? Mm-hmm. And then you get into company specific. Info, what is the management quality of yeah. this company? What is the invest um, the investment horizon? What is what is um what is the philosophy mm-hmm. of the company? Mm-hmm. What are their stated plans? Because yeah. sometimes they just straight yeah. out tell you and people ignore the Does local this, market ignores 
stated plans exactly. all the time. All the time. <laughs> what yeah. is this construct of the board? What's corporate governance like in the mm-hmm. company? Mm-hmm. So yes, they said they're going to do something. Who hold them accountable? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, when you start to get into all of that now, mm-hmm. then you're on top of the information mm-hmm. around. And your, your risk becomes that, much less. Your risk becomes less. So that's yeah. why I don't think of myself as high risk. Because, because high risk I have me. to do that. Yeah. I have to look out. I have to manage my risk Same to a exactly. certain point and then I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, if I do it, then I, I can't invest based on just what Randy. If Randy said, then I look at this. I have to look at it more than just Randy said. Same thing. He said something to me. What, well, when we said things that we used to use in proof. Because yeah. if I say something, then I show you show it, and then I still go dig through it, and mm-hmm. still, yeah. I almost call myself risk averse, but I know within the industry, I wouldn't be considered risk averse. But yeah. I don't like risk at all. Yeah, well, well, one of the things, you know, as your portfolio gets larger, yeah. your risk, yeah. risk appetite changes. Yeah. Your yeah. risk appetite. True. Definitely. Definitely. As, as you grow yeah. in age uh-huh. and responsibility, your risk yeah. appetite definitely changes and what you're able to do thankfully if you did it right what, what you're able to do yeah. does change yeah yeah. yeah yeah so a lot of things will impact the behavior of an investor the yeah. key thing is to know your like from my perspective as a portfolio manager i have to know my customers i have to know their philosophies i have to be in their world after mm. literally knowing you're making a decision that is not even in your own interest. Big mm. point. Because everybody yeah. hear the big money and them come to yeah. and say, no, mama, I want it. You're right. And, and I tell you what, let me tell you. Just like business. Nobody knows when a man tries a hundred times and failed 99 and him get one that bust him big. Mm-hmm. And when him bust. Everybody see the one bust and say, boy, Take them are the lucky. Overnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overnight. Nobody knew the 99. Yep. Uh-huh. It's yep. just the same way. When a man a trade, guess what? When him do a bad trade, him not already him, come tell you. Him not talk no, about him. Oh, that's <laughs> true. He <laughs> tell you the good trade. So he tells you the good trade and he says, boy, you know I make some money on this mm-hmm. and that. And him don't tell but you when, when something go wrong. When him lose, him hug it up on himself. But guess what? It don't tell you. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that people ask us a lot is to tell them generally, like what 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 have you ever gotten wrong? Like oh, what yes. are the bad trades? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your bad trades? Right. I, I'm not sure for saying that I'm I never start, lost. I, I started my first trade. My first <laughs> trade was a bad 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 trade. Yeah. Randy <laughs> said Randy mentioned just um, in conversation. So in a conversation, I wasn't I wasn't even contributing conversation. I was on looker, and he said CWJ was talking about the company. And I took it as, oh, yeah, man, go buy a CWJ. Bad move. <laughs> so this is before the deal listed. This is was when, you know, that yeah. a time when they were below a dollar, then they were up, and then it comes. Yeah. So you hear me talking up here. And him right. Come on, I don't And funny enough, because I would have sold. And then when it hit below a dollar, I started to buy right. again. Yeah. So, so he was doing that. So him talking at the top, saying, so man, money makes it. Him buy so when, when he's talking about buying again, I look at him and say, wait, wait, buying, buying, what do you mean buying? Yeah, this thing just loads, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, to me, I'm saying, I can't see these guys staying listed. This was about a year or two before they even delisted. Yeah. So I said, I don't see these guys listening. If they're going to delist, I'm going to have to offer some money. And on the local market, the second money is offered for a company, the stock flies on right, anticipation. Right, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so you, it was you, me thinking of that two years before, looking at the fundamentals and seeing it and jumping in and out. That do it. And that's how he learned. It was a rough lesson for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he lesson. was making an uninformed, uninformed decision. Yeah. But he didn't even have a perspective. None. <laughs> and that's what kills a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They hear somebody else saying, boy, my stock portfolio is doing this. 
And guess what? I need to be able to talk about my stock portfolio when I'm around other yeah. people. Too. Uh-huh. So I just run and put some money in the stock market. Yeah. I don't care too uh-huh. much what I buy because I, I know how a stock portfolio. How do you deal with that? Because you must get the same thing. How do you deal with it? Because for me, I'm almost afraid to talk about stocks yep. because, like, I can't. I talk to Danai when we're doing the podcast or when we're driving to the podcast. Or go, like, that's what we talk privately because if me and him sit down somewhere, words around people that know us, and we talk. Any stock we mention people, but I get right. DMs all the time. I buy oh, Signos yes. because I, you talk about Signos. I, I said no, but I said don't do it because I'm doing it. I, yeah, but I advise people based on risk tolerance that I know them to. So I tell my peers, no matter talking work, I know you're good no, at work. You're even my friends. You're young. Uh-huh. Buy growth stocks. Okay. Mm. Buy growth stocks when you're young. Yes. Right. So take the risk while yes. you can take the risk. Take the, yeah. Buy the mm. growth stocks. Now. Mm-hmm. If you're getting older, buy mature companies. Mm. Buy established companies. The returns will be less. The dividend yield might be decent because them know them shareholders need benefit the cash. need the cash Versus flow. Right. Huge yeah. Yeah. right. So therefore, your stage of life dictates the segment in which you have the higher concentration. So how you, how do you handle the the people who cut not tell you them do it and them tell you afterwards? I only After hear two things. It. I hear boy I make a bag of money, you know. You're really good at this thing. I say, you make a bag of money and what? I never told you anything. And I said, no, <laughs> you never did mention Pulse. I said, two years ago, yeah, so, but I was just talking about it. Well, it worked. As opposed <laughs> to, I also hear, then how come you tell me if I buy XYZ and it dropped? Because you yeah. only hear after well, the guess fact. guess what though? Guess what? Because you are a tactical trader. Timing is important. 100%. So you said, buy a stock today. I didn't get to buy it till next week, Wednesday. The market could have moved fifteen percent mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. yeah, is it still a good trade next week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, that's it's, okay, it's still not a good trade. Yeah, <laughs> you understand? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But in my mind, as a rookie, boy, the man buy NCB. But it's just four days or five days later. Yeah. I'm still buying. Guess what? The price <laughs> move up 40, 50 percent. Yeah. Is it still a good trade? Maybe not. Yeah. That's boys. You understand? Hard. So I get the responsibility so, that you have, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a responsibility to understand where I, I go to your advisor so they can educate you. So you know that. Listen, timing and you speak, I would say, loosely mm-hmm. because you say buy NCB. Yeah. You didn't say at $210, NCB is a good buy. Or between $200 mm-hmm. to $220 is a good buy for mm-hmm. an exit of. 250 to yeah. 260. Well, let mm-hmm. me pause and say I don't ever say that because I'm You're not right, a licensed right. financial advisor. Right. I, I am right. not all that. No, but, but I, I get you. Yeah. 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 So when I talk so, to my friends, what mm-hmm. I do know is anybody asks me, close to me, ask me what stocks, it's always the same question. I say, what's your goal? That's the first thing I always ask them. What's your goal? Always. And I, yeah, always, what's your always goal? Always need to focus on your goal. Mm-hmm. Remember, bring goal? me back to the beat of with Kerry now, Kerry, because people, people, Love JMB and they're coming for that. But like I went to JMB two weeks ago, oh no, oh, the office always packed now, which is good because I am a JMB shareholder. As of, I am a JMB shareholder as of today. <laughs> Yesterday's the 20th. I am a JMB shareholder. But again, but what, what are you doing? And this is just an operational point because I know it's hard. But what are you doing about that? Because people want to come in and they move, everybody go expect to talk to a Kwame when they're coming ah, to JMB. They're going to want that. And I know that that's physically impossible. Because one, you're not an advisor. You're handling a huge portfolio. Right, so in, in, in finance, there's what we call Chinese war. Mm. Right? Ah, okay. The guy that manages the proprietary book 
doesn't deal with clients. Uh-huh. None at all. Yeah, at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. None at all. Mm-hmm. Like, like, say it again for the people to hear. Yeah. So they will not see you because no. of your role. So I do not advise clients. I get that. Actually, if I can st- tell me if I'm right or I'm wrong, you actually can't do it because you may be in your role privy to things that it would be unethical yes. for you to speak to clients about. Right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I, guess. I, I may be taking a decision contrary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what the advice is, ah, uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So we keep it. separate handles. Completely. We what have it? what we call a client investment committee that makes decisions mm-hmm. on behalf of client. And there is my team, the trading team, which makes decisions on behalf of the company. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ah, Separate. so you handle Mr. JMB versus yeah. the JMB client. Yeah, so you bat- I like that you bat it over to your side again in a career. Different. So how are you going to handle a press carry? Because people want it. You said the experience that he comes with, I know. That's the yeah. first thing I learned when I saw so public level stocks. experience comes, you know. But so they want that when they walk in the door. No, but you get the experience because what happens is that we have discussions. The research team, the mm-hmm. trading team mm-hmm. have ongoing discussions. And research is a, is a team that covers the credit quality and software and the recommendations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on a daily basis, trading, I speak to guys in New York, you name it, wherever, mm-hmm. all across the Caribbean, London, London wherever. especially. Right. Yeah. So I'm the ground on the, I'm the ears on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they've come to you all the time. Yeah. yeah. So we, I'll be saying to them, you know, today, based upon the reaction of, such and such. Mm-hmm. I'm getting this feeling. I'm getting this reaction. There might be some information which we haven't uncovered yet or so forth. Mm-hmm. Or Trump said this and this is the impact <laughs> it's having yeah. and so forth. Yeah. And then they will say, well, okay, on a fundamental basis, this is how we expect this decision to impact an economy, a country, a um, company, a region, and so forth. And we tie them together to mm. say, this is the behavior on the ground. This is the expectation of the bigger picture. I you like tie it. that together and then you provide an outlook which research uses to so advise the clients. The clients so I mean, because the same information research use is mm-hmm. the same information that you use, I, that you get. Because right. I want that fundamental perspective as well mm-hmm. to help me to understand what is happening on the ground. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, just to go back to your question, Randy. So the first thing, I mean, when you, when you come into a JMB, and I mean, this is our philosophy and every company is different. One of the first questions we ask you, apart from, of course, understanding your goal and your level mm-hmm. of risk tolerance, is first of all, how much discretion do you want to have yes. over your portfolio? Yes. Mm. Do you want to maintain full discretion as the client, meaning yes. you make every decision of every asset you want to buy and sell and when and how much? Mm-hmm. Or do you want JMB to manage that, um, yeah. to have total discretion in that regard? Or do you want mm. JMB to make recommendations <laughs> approved by you? Mm. Exactly, exactly. There's that middle ground where we make our recommendations, but you have to sanction it. Ah, exactly. There is the one where you just give us outright authority and authority, say, do what you want to do and generate returns. Yeah. Okay, Correct. over X time. So you yeah. give them the goal and whatever. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So the most popular route, incidentally, are those people who actually give us the discretion. Mm-hmm. Me, because the reality is the majority of our population, with all due respect, it is what it is based not perhaps on our economy. Savvy. They're not very investor savvy. True, They're not yeah. sophisticated. Not and so if they say, look, JMB, you are the pros. You have the Germans and the bright people like Kwame working and doing mm-hmm. the thing. 
you guys just take it and run with it and you open a wealth builder or you go into a unit trust and we will manage it for you. Mm -hmm. For those people now who want that level of control, the challenge you have again is, is the volume because you have the number of clients to deal with who want to maintain that full discretion or the 50-50. Mm -hmm. But then now within that, it is the strategic investors versus the tactical ones. Mm -hmm. So what we do is, go back to Kwame's point, is that we empower you with the information. Yeah. So for us now, on our website, there is an inside section yeah. where we have all of our research sovereigns yeah. on the different sovereigns, our countries, the publicly listed companies. There is a weekly market caller newsletter yeah. that I you can that. sign up right. by email. You get it every Friday. But the market caller look weak, man. And stop the recommendations, no, man. I don't know um, why. You give market info, why. but no recommendations. No, <laughs> it's a legal matter. Hmm. When you make a recommendation as compared to when you do a relative value analysis. I may say to you, the relative value says, if you're looking bonds with credit quality B, these are the B credits. Mm -hmm. Of the B credits, Jamaica looks the best. Mm -hmm. You can choose after you that you want to do okay mm -hmm. rather than me saying buy jamaica mm. okay the difference yeah i get you stock get you. same thing you might say the outlook of this company is pretty decent based upon fundamental one two three four right and so therefore it's up to you if those are the things that you value to make a decision mm -hmm. as well as we may be so compelled and we say okay we think this is a buy. We think this is a sell. We think this is underweight or whatever. But guess mm -hmm. what? It still doesn't say sell at 10. Mm. Buy at 5. And so you have to look back on the report as well and know at what point in time, how dated is a report. Yeah. True. Yeah. Because guess what? It was at like that, that point market in time. color come yes. out on a Friday yeah. and God, suppose we had said, NCBs are buy. Mm -hmm. You not read your email till the following week, Wednesday. Yeah. Is it still yeah, a buy? A buy. You, you have a responsibility a because the key thing about information, you know, it must be timely. Mm -hmm. It must be relevant. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have to know that. If it's mm -hmm. not timely and relevant, then you lose the goal. Out of context. But then I go lost. Yeah. We've gone so far from Forex. I just tried to go so far from Forex. touch a little on the Forex. Yes, please. Explain. So First, in the forex market, you have two aspects. You have what we call a spot market. Mm -hmm. You have a forward, well, three. You have a spot market and a forward market. Mm -hmm. And then you have what we call margin trading. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. And right. that's the popular one in Jamaica yes. from, right. like, not from an institution, but just yes. people. That's one that people yeah. do. If on their we own. go back to the whole all in saga. Oh, yes. So the spot market is where a guy who really needs the actual delivery of the currency mm -hmm. and he needs it t plus two mm -hmm. within from t to t plus two mm -hmm. t today transaction date plus two days plus two days mm -hmm. that's a maximum of two days mm -hmm. that's a spot transaction beyond two days is referred to as a forward mm -hmm. contract mm -hmm. So you're saying, I will buy for a future date or I will sell for a future date. Mm -hmm. A fixed amount of currency at a fixed price. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Still, actual delivery of currency. 
right? okay yeah but it's, it's a almost futures forward so that's the delivery of the currency mm-hmm. you can trade a currency market using futures mm-hmm. difference now is that there is no delivery or an option Mm-hmm. There is no delivery. delivery of it. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. You just it's just you the contract itself that you're moving right. around. Yeah, you can say on such date you have the option to mm-hmm. do, and you may exercise the option or not. Mm-hmm. If you don't exercise and it is out of the money, so let's say I say one year from now, I want to have the option to buy US at one fifty. Mm-hmm. One year from now, it could be at one forty, and I don't exercise the option. So you just keep on. And it mm. passes. But there is a fee for the option. Mm-hmm. Right? So you pay mm-hmm. the option price mm-hmm. and you get that option to buy at the price mm-hmm. or sell at the price. There is also where you can do what we call a non-deliverable forward. Mm-hmm. Where you say, sometime down the road, I want to be benchmarked against the current rate. Against the current mm-hmm. rate. I my bet or my price will be 150. Mm-hmm. And whatever the market rate is, you will be benchmarked against the market rate on mm-hmm. that time. So if I'm buying at 150 and the market rate is at 155, you pay me five dollars times the amount of currency. And that's my mm-hmm. and go about my business. Yep. And there is and no delivery of the currency. You just get the spread. You just get the spread. Right, just the spread. Mm-hmm. If it's down, I pay you, go about my business. That's mm-hmm. it. I should pause there because I know you're explaining the three marks, but I should pause there because especially the first one, the forward contract, I know that's a big deal these days with, with the movement of the, the, the new in the local, in the local market. market. We are now, we have a floating currency as we should. Have, yeah. And of course, it's demand driven. So it moves up and down as demand requires our, our, our state. Of course, the business people, I have a friend who, who um, that's her thing. She beat her bad because every month she buy from US, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you're preempting. Jamie, be coming to some, with something to help these people? So for the forward market, one, both from an industry perspective mm-hmm. as well as from JMB perspective, we are mm-hmm. looking to offer forward contracts. Mm-hmm. Soon and very soon. Yes. And um, the industry, there's a trust by the central bank as well mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. industry. Um, to provide an avenue or some suggestions around how this will work, mm-hmm. right? Because what we are trying to do is to smooth market flows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are times when there is so much U.S. selling in the market and nobody wants it to buy. Yes. And then there is a time when so much people want to buy and nobody is selling. selling. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you get spikes, spikes yep. mm-hmm. in either direction, right? And seasonal flows. Mm-hmm. So some of this is caused by what we call... Well, like the Christmas season, when mm-hmm. people are shopping for goods. Yeah, generally people buy yeah. them, yeah. You, you get it in August so also, knowing back to school. You have dividend of foreign companies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So just to touch on a point where Jamaica over the last couple of years has been growing from a trust of FDI flows. Mm-hmm. We go overseas, we get people to come here and build. These foreign people, we build mm-hmm. hotels, we build businesses. Through their support. Yeah, foreign direct investments. Foreign direct investments. Now, when you have foreign direct investments, what it means is that the the investor either borrowed money overseas to invest here Mm -hmm. or is using their own capital. Mm -hmm. If they're using their own capital, they will need dividends. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, at some point in time, they'll have to buy currency and pay out dividends. Or if you're making loan payments, you have to buy currency to make your loan payments. Mm -hmm. So, that's one demand. Mm -hmm. 
as well as when you're growing, you're building out, you're using material imported from overseas. Mm -hmm. So when you hear our companies and our, our countries and our trust to grow, what it means is that it's your current growth. account, which mm -hmm. is your export minus import, mm -hmm. will widen because mm -hmm. you're going to be importing more. Mm -hmm. At least in the interim, you're mm -hmm. going to be importing more to build capacity. Mm -hmm. Later on, you hope to export more mm -hmm. and narrows back that gap. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that when there's a growth trust, there is higher demand for goods and mm -hmm. material from overseas that uses foreign exchange flows. Mm -hmm. Which usually causes a spike. Which causes a spike. Mm -hmm. There's another reason. When interest rates become low, you have the flip of a coin. In the past, local companies funded their debt in US dollars. Mm. Yes, right? heavily. Right, yeah. because US interest rates were lower mm -hmm. than Jamaican dollar interest yep. rates. Mm -hmm. Now you get a flip. Jamaican dollar interest rates is lower mm -hmm. or on par with the US. US. Mm -hmm. Now what you want to do now is to refinance. Mm -hmm. You're bringing down your interest costs. So you are now borrowing in Jamaican dollar. You earn revenues in Jamaica, and so you want to have your revenues or your financing in the same currency, so there is no currency exposure. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right? Because we've so, seen in the past yes. where companies have lost money in their yeah. financials mm -hmm. just because yes. their loans are in US. Right. Yeah. So now what you do is you borrow Jamaican, you use the Jamaican to buy US, and use this US to pay out the US loans. Mm -hmm. So the fact that any country significantly lower interest rates, it must put pressure on the currency. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. if it's done over a short period of time. Yes. And you can look at the Dominican Republic, you can look at Trinidad, you can look at a number of countries and you'll see it. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, if you think about it, if you have two countries, a strong, a weak, the weaker one, currency is expected to depreciate. Mm -hmm. You use interest rate to compensate for that. Yes. The weaker economy has higher interest, interest rates, rates than the stronger mm -hmm. economy Correct. to compensate. So mm -hmm. you get back purchasing power parity. Right? In Jamaica, our interest rate is on par to that in the US. For the first in forever. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what then? If you have the strong economy paying similar interest rates mm -hmm. as the weak economy, then it says the weak economy currency must depreciate. Why? Because smart monies will say, why will I take a worse credit quality for a similar return? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't I move my money to, to the stronger credit quality and get mm -hmm. the same return? Mm -hmm. So therefore, mm -hmm. people will buy dollars and buy investments from overseas. Mm -hmm. Or the buyers of Jamaican dollar debt overseas, your global bonds, you, they don't care about what's happening locally. Mm -hmm. They want to know that if US is risk-free and I'm going to buy Jamaica, Jamaica must give me a premium. Mm -hmm. Yes. So mm -hmm. therefore, Jamaica's Global bonds, mm -hmm. the yields on these have to be higher to make up for mm -hmm. the poorer yes. ranking of yeah. our economy. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So what happened is that you think about it now. Locally in Jamaica, the U.S. dollar interest rate is lower than the interest rate on the Jamaica global bonds in U.S. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, so there is All some, right. the, yeah. So there's, here comes an arbitrage opportunity. Exactly. Mm -hmm. For the same credit, I might want to put my money in the global bonds, mm -hmm. right? So now what you find is that 
the dollar depreciated around 10% in about six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? The prices of Jamaica global bond appreciated about 10% <laughs> in the same, in the same period. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because the bonds are attractive. So mm-hmm. why not buy it up? Yep. Well, how do you buy it up? You take Jamaican dollar, buy US, and tell the US buy up the bond. For a Jamaican asset, technically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what you find is that, okay, I, I go after the global bonds to get better return. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The currency is depreciating and I'm benefiting. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting the currency depreciation and I'm getting the return on the bond. Mm-hmm. That's Win-win. what happens when a weak economy doesn't have high enough compensation in, in its interest rate mm-hmm. as compared to a stronger economy. Mm-hmm. There's so, no two ways around it. So you're warning us then that our interest rates have to go up. That's what you're yes. saying? <laughs> if, if the interest rate doesn't go up, mm-hmm. you get one simple thing. Mm-hmm. The simple thing is the reserves. We'll have to the, get used. Yeah. Yeah. You have to use the reserves to support the currency. Defend your pig. Right? Yeah. No, this can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. It has led Barbados down the road of default and restructuring. Because Black Monday, I it, think, in the UK. Yes. Yeah. It is causing pressure in the Dominican Republic where their currency rapidly moving and they're trying to say, okay, we're not moving interest rates. Well, we're using a reserve. So it bleeds through some amount of reserve. Mm-hmm. The most evident one, Trinidad. Mm. Trinidad had a reserve of 12 billion US. It's now down to eight. Wow. Because why? You have a pegged currency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not moving interest rates. Oh, wow. That's definitely dangerous. Yeah, Yeah, well, they have oil. Let's hope it lasts for them. Yeah. So what happens is that as long as the country doesn't increase its earning power to Mm. be bringing in significant more flows of US. In order to keep that defense at a peg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be pressure on the currency and it will bleed through the NIR. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, so long you think we have. What, 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 <laughs> what we try to do here, or what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. is to say, okay, people, let's not cause any panic. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, you know, your friend who you mentioned, it is only because she's not consulting with a financial advisor or have a proper treasurer mm-hmm. why she would have been impacted. If the currency moves 10% in a period and mm-hmm. it's impacting your ability to price your goods. Mm-hmm. Did she also know that she could have gotten a loan at around 6% a year? I think not. I'm going to link her to And she could have borrowed guys. Jamaican dollar yeah. and mm-hmm. buy US when there was more than enough supply. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to say that I can't bigger up by name. No, you want to bigger yeah. up by name. You know, what so, I do so, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> she could have borrowed loan, 6% loans or 7% loans. Mm-hmm. Right? Buy the US, mm-hmm. invest the US from an early stage, mm-hmm. and our cost then would have been down to maybe three or four percent. Mm-hmm. And that's easier to manage in the scheme of budgeting. Yes. If you're doing your projections, you mm-hmm. can put a you can put a yeah. percentage in there. And I said the yeah. same thing yeah. to her. Right. Yeah. So you can deal with it that way. Mm-hmm. Or you didn't have to borrow, but you could have done a forward contract. Mm-hmm. Which is what I want to know if because here's the thing, right? So I but, get it, here, then I get it, and you get it. But there's she isn't so I want to cut it here because she and a bunch of people I know listening in business and them lost and not going to get it. So the first question, which I think you kind of touches, you guys can bring a simplified product for them? Yes. Yes, so I like that happens. first, yes. You can continue. There is also not only the person who is buying US suffers, you know. What about the company who exports? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And they, 
you bought goods at say when the dollar was a hundred to one. Mm-hmm. You pay a hundred dollar, right? And you decide say, okay, I can sell it for one US because the cost is a hundred dollar. You get your one US. And when you come back, right? How much does it value now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Think about it. Now. Yeah, true. Yeah. So you true. can get burned both ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? So the guy who is earning US also needs to know that they can lock in an agreement to sell US down the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not I just the you. person who is, who is buying. Burning, yeah, yeah, spending. Mm-hmm. I'm not say burning. Yeah, spending yeah. in US. Correct. Yeah. Because the currency could have appreciated. And maybe when you get the one US and ready to sell it back, you only get ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. Think okay. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would have been lose losing on that end dollars. Yeah. Mm. So it, it requires participation from both, both sides of the market mm-hmm. for it to work. Those who earn US mm-hmm. have to be willing to sell US forward. Mm-hmm. Ah. So that there is enough forward supply. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In order to supply a market to supply, locally, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. so it requires a whole heap of organization. And, yes, so uh, it requires you to say, okay, I am earning and I want to be able to price with a reasonable level of certainty down the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you are earning and you will need US, you buy forward. If you are earning US and you will need Jamaican dollars, you sell forward, sell forward. Mm-hmm. and that will get it balanced out. Mm. So we have that hurdle to overcome to educate people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that they understand that it requires participation Both of sides. two parties. Yes. Mm-hmm. The only way it can work outside of that is if the central bank is going to agree to participate mm-hmm. in, that in that hedging. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. which and they can. Don't, they they can. But at the same time, remember you also want a free float. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you want, want as little intervention yeah. as from possible. The central mm-hmm. bank as possible. Because it costs for them to intervene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does. NIR. It does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have required benchmarks Around that it. they must meet, you know, for your economic credit quality to change. Mm-hmm. So when when you do a credit rating for a country, the reserve has to be at a certain level. Mm-hmm. The debt to GDP have to be at a certain level, mm-hmm. and so forth. There are a number of indicators that you look at, mm-hmm. and. The better your credit rating, obviously, is the cheaper you can borrow money on the international market. Yes. Obviously, your companies that are doing business here can get better credit lines from their suppliers overseas Mm -hmm. and so forth. So it filters down in a number of areas. And JMB is, I I like pressing for the data. I know you're not going to give me a data and ask me when. Um, (laughs) No, so we're working with the central bank Mm -hmm. because... you really need a medium through which to do this. And a forward market requires a number of things. Like one is an industry approved forward contract agreement. That everybody, yeah, cool. yes. everybody has to be on the yes. same page. Mm-hmm. Like you have this, this means just X. like in the repo market where mm-hmm. we borrow with clients and the reverse repo, you mm-hmm. have a master repurchase agreement which the entire mm-hmm. industry yeah. says, oh, yes, yeah. we agree to these terms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because a forward contract is a legally binding contract. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. something that you may yeah. go to court for if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I tell, yeah, I tell people, say, as much as for the people yeah. who trade the contracts, yeah. mm-hmm. even though you might never touch the money, if you truly hold it until its date, yeah. it becomes yours. And yeah. that's, that's not just for money. That's anything, any, any commodity. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So the reality is that you need, one, that contract. Mm-hmm. Two, we're looking to have a platform through which mm-hmm. we can do so. And... Three, we're looking for a common medium of pricing. Mm. Mm. 
Mm, when you say common meal, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, like when you buy a bond, you typically say we use what we call an industry yield curve. Mm-hmm. It's where the players in an industry typically indicate a price or a yield at which they are willing to buy an investment. Mm-hmm. So there is consensus. Mm-hmm. Right now, because we don't have all the participants at the table, you don't have that yet. I get you. Mm-hmm. So a you know, couple of people, whoever listening, you need to join them at the table. So I'll give you an example. Don't call on in, in, <laughs> in A month ago, mm-hmm. I offered a client, offered to sell a client a couple million US at 135. Ooh. They refused it. Too high. A month ago. No, I thought that was well. That was about market. Yeah, ah, so they thought there was no deal <laughs> there. Okay, they're calling now. That same client called me when it was at one forty-one. Well, that, that thing you called me about last month. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you think about it now. Oh, that wow. client from one thirty-five to one forty-five, which is six dollars, which mm-hmm. is about four percent. Mm-hmm. You could have borrowed money for one year at six. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which means yep. the carrying cost of one month is is about less than a half a percent. Mm-hmm. So you could have borne the cost mm-hmm. of a half a percent, mm-hmm. but no, you're down four <laughs> percent. Well, I mean, hopefully that's what a forward way, contract but... would have abated. Or if you understand treasury, because it's not just forwards, you know. There are other things that companies do to raise money and to hedge FX risk. Mm-hmm. You have what we call um factoring. Mm-hmm. So you know that you sold on credit and you're to you have receivables. Mm-hmm. You're to Somebody get paid buy. 60, 90 days down the road. Mm-hmm. You can say to us, um, if, look at these credit quality. If these are these companies that you are approved, and will you buy this debt from me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at a price? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And give me the cash flow. Immediately. Then, yes. Immediately. Mm-hmm. You then now have the cash flow to buy currencies and do whatever you want to do and plan mm-hmm. your affairs now. And you do it on the flip side also. <laughs> right. And there is also what we call Me- reverse factoring, mm-hmm. which is where I owe you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I so can go to a financial institution and say, I owe this guy some money. Would you pay this debt for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I pay by you mm-hmm. at a certain time at a particular rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So you can do it both ways and people can save tremendous amount, hmm. tremendously yeah. from yeah. it. Yeah, I don't but know that why. It's, it's about sophistication. management. There's a number of mm-hmm. tools that you can use. It's just that you need to reach out to get educated about them mm-hmm. or get somebody who is educated about it to help you make the decision. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to beat Jamie a little bit and say you guys yeah. should push the market to it. But I know so, you are. So I know we, you are. We are at the table now. Mm-hmm. We are at the table with other players mm-hmm. and with the central bank working through um, something quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I am going to say this but is nobody but like me talking. Said, Next year. The market itself <laughs> and the platform November, itself right. doesn't solve the problem if the players are not educated. True. Like, mm-hmm. you seriously need the participation of people. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a reason why I tell you. So, many moons ago when I was working somewhere else, mm-hmm. I was one of the first persons to do a forward contract buying currencies from banks. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't in banking then. Yeah, you had, you had to explain right. to them what you were going to do. So, when the currency was at 47, Ooh. 
I did forward contracts, buying the currency at like 53, 54, 55. Mm. <laughs> People thought I was crazy. Michael Burr of yeah, Jamaica. Michael Burr. <laughs> crazy. And guess what? The currency went up to the 70s. Uh-huh. Yeah. 80s, <laughs> yeah. 90s, yeah. And I was smiling all the way. Mm-hmm. I am surprised that you were allowed to do that. As a treasurer, I was smiling. Oh, and wow. I knew that based upon the level of commitments I have down the road. At Fordism, if I can factor in anywhere near 5 even 7%, mm-hmm. because at that time the currency was depreciating at like 10 12%. Mm-hmm. So if I can factor in anything reasonable, so that my financial controller can project with a 5% so accuracy, accuracy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. Safety, you're giving them that's safety. safety. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And that's insurance premium. I pay for it. That's fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I did. And it worked out that we saved hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. from yeah. it. Yeah. So, but it's not a lot of people since then were utilizing it for, for a lot of years. Then more recently... More people start to utilize it. The drawback is that I think for 2018, the market did a, I think it was 105 forward contracts. Where I think it was two or three were on the sell side, and the other 100 was like on the buy side. Meaning, people, a 100 and a people or businesses. Mm-hmm. Wanted to buy money in the future from banks, mm-hmm. but only two or three banks were willing, <laughs> were to, willing sell. to sell to the banks mm-hmm. down the road. Then yeah. and there, you, you end up with a problem mm-hmm. because under the current guidelines in the market, we have a guideline that we call the NOP, so a net open position. A bank can only take from its clients' funds to sell, mm-hmm. and this is now balance sheet management, right? Because when you deposit money with a bank in the US, the bank can choose to convert it to Jamaican dollars. Mm-hmm. Right? But only to the extent of 20% of capital or 8 billion, which is where, whichever is lower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 8 billion is roughly 65 million US. Yes, yeah, So it is saying that yeah. I could take 65 million US of client funds mm-hmm. and sell it to a company when there is a shortage of US. Mm-hmm. Or when there's excess US, I could buy 65 million and hold it on my book. Mm-hmm. But that's the maximum I can go to. Yeah, that need to move. No, before that guideline came into place, there were other guidelines, but those allowed much more mm-hmm. larger holdings that helps to smooth the market. Because what a bank would do is, okay, there's excess supply. We'll buy it up. We'll invest it in instruments. We'll do whatever we hold it. And then when there's a shortage, we may sell those instruments, get the US cash, liquidity, mm-hmm. and then we sell those to companies. Mm-hmm. So we helped to smooth the process from the banking sector. Mm-hmm. But with this guideline, it constrains. Constrain. Constrain. Mm-hmm. So okay. the BOJ is aware and mm-hmm. they are um, looking at reviewing what it is Be- that they're yes, doing. Yes, because I don't, I don't think initially the limitation was anticipated as mm-hmm. much. I think they didn't expect as much local activity to, so quickly, I think. Yeah. And, and I mean, in all fairness, I think it's kind of shocking the extent of refinancing that was done, as well as new capital market transactions that mm-hmm. were done to raise financing, to grow 
Because once a food company is at a growth part, you need new money yep. to finance those activities. Mm -hmm. And the old ones that were financed, now that you can get cheaper funding, you're going to refinance <laughs> Refin those. Immediately, yeah, yeah man. Right. Uh -huh. So you're refinancing and you're raising new finance mm -hmm. for expansion. And yep. that is in itself puts pressure on the currency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they have to smooth it out smoothly. Well. So, yeah. So you have to look at the full picture to get an understanding. So you say, okay... We're importing more than we're exporting, mm -hmm. and the gap is widening. That's one contributor to the currency. The refinancing activity wasn't anticipated as much. When we lower <coughs> interest rates, everybody thinks that, okay, lower interest rates, cheaper, um, less interest expense, so people have, companies have money to deploy into productive capacity. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it was anticipated as much as to the impact it would have on the currency. So that's mm -hmm. one. The stock of overseas investors and what the dividend payments and what the loan payments look like mm -hmm. i don't think that's been monitored as well and that's a major area that needs monitoring so we have nothing against capital market transactions because mm -hmm. this is really putting companies in a position to grow to grow mm -hmm. To hire more people, mm -hmm. to pay better wages, to, to increase GDP, to benefit mm -hmm. the economy, to pay mm -hmm. higher taxes mm -hmm. so that the government can afford more amenities mm -hmm. for, for society, for everybody. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. understand? But it's just that it has to be managed on a global scheme. Somebody has to see the big picture and manage that so that you don't get shocks. And, and the truth is, some aspects of it we may have to limit as well. Because... Where you have large investors coming to Jamaica to build businesses and they're raising monies here mm. to buy the material from overseas to build here, mm -hmm. that's increasing the demand for the US in a drastic scale. Yes, yeah, so that's therefore, true. Yes, we are happy to have investors coming in and build, but what's the implication? Of that mm -hmm. building, yeah. that, even in the initial stages, because yeah. we are not saying short it's bad medium. Correct. We are right. just saying it. It has to be managed. Mm -hmm. and I like that. Yeah. We don't have an inexhaustible amount of US. Yeah. That's true. That's we have true. to manage within the context of what we have. That's true. Things are better, but we are not. Anywhere not there yet. Near <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Not, you know. All right. So I've had you guys here talking for a while. I know. I'm gonna get to the two last things. The forex, because you mentioned yeah. forex in a big way, the good way. Yeah. Talk about the forex of people know now. So, <laughs> all right. So the, the the margin trading is where you put up some funds on a platform mm -hmm. and you get leverage. Yes. The average platform does like between fifty to one mm -hmm. and a hundred to one mm -hmm. in terms of you may put up. $1,000, they allow you to trade 100,000 positions or mm -hmm. 50,000 positions or whatever, mm -hmm. right? No, you are not actually trading the currency. Mm. You're actually betting on the currency pair. Mm -hmm. So it's not the actual currency that you're trading. It's the, the movement peer, between the, movement the two. In yeah. the pair, mm -hmm. right? So, and you're compensated based upon what your factor was in terms of the 10 to 1, 100 to 1, whatever that leverage factor is, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the currency market is the most universal market. Everything that happens in this world impact the currency market. Mm -hmm. What it means is that 
you better be aware of everything, everything. that yeah. people do if mm-hmm. you want to be successful mm-hmm. like this. Or at least the major movers and mm-hmm. shakers of the currency market. In, there are in, speculations in, about the participants in this market mm-hmm. from a speculative perspective because, let me tell you, um, less than 10% of currency activities are related to currency trades. Okay, everything else is just natural movement. It is just business. Business mm-hmm. movement. Yeah, I yeah. sell to the UK, I get pounds, mm-hmm. but I import my raw material <laughs> from the US. Mm-hmm. So I need US dollars. Mm-hmm. So when I get my pounds, I sell it to get US dollars. A guy sell to the US, gets US, but he can buy raw material in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So you have to do the conversion to carry out your mm-hmm. business. It mm-hmm. is not from a speculative perspective. Mm-hmm. It's just straight up business. Yes. Yeah. So the bulk of the activities in the currency market is as a result of normal people going about their business, mm-hmm. carrying out their affairs. Mm-hmm. You are now taking a bet Against that you can predict what normal people do in their day-to-day <laughs> affairs. With a specific currency. With a specific currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it touches multiple right. industries. That's a lot to pay attention yes. to. Wow. So that is actually the bet you're taking when you say mm. you're a margin currency trader. Mm. So you don't yeah. believe that people can the be able to it? <laughs> so a few people mm-hmm. are successful, mm-hmm. but for people with proven track record, and um, I think it was... If it's Yahoo Finance or Investopedia, one of them did a recent publication mm-hmm. where they did like a three-year history and a number of traders and it showed that over 90% of traders were either losing or just breaking even. Ouch. 90%. Imagine all that. Ouch. Yes. In Ouch. That's in the currency trading. Yes, in currency mm. trading. Wow. You can give me a, another number. What do you think is like the average return? Well, it would, um, not, not for a big person. And and for those who are, it, I think the same report said, for those who were successful, mm-hmm. they were making an average return of less than 5%. Wow. Better you buy a bond. Wow. <laughs> Better you buy local stocks while they're hot. So, I mean, a number of people have approached me over the years telling mm-hmm. me of their success. I've never seen history. Mm-hmm. People say, but nobody has brought their accounts to say, sure. here is my account with all my trades over the last two years yeah, or three years. Yeah. Well, what I find is that they don't really yeah. track it. So, they, they can't no, play the their platform pre- has it. Every trade that you do is on the platform. Uh-huh, so open your account up to me and, and show, show me, me your some trade moves, Show me some moves. Yeah, yeah, we had a guy that was so pressing us about yeah. the same you know, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Teach us and, 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 and he couldn't he couldn't get us he couldn't break down. I made X, X return in X amount of time. Right. And Let he had a method him say he had an entire theory I thing him to, figure out. <laughs> I went to a course once, mm-hmm. and um, unfortunately, I wasted Jim and his money. Oh, <laughs> because, say it into the yeah, microphone yeah. so we show some here. Unfortunately, I always <laughs> Mr. Duncan can hear. <laughs> because having gone in there, my first question for the tutor was, have you ever traded? Mm. Oh. No. Wow. Well, you can't teach me to trade. Wow. You've never traded? You can't teach me to trade. Facts. You don't know about the emotions Facts. of trading. Facts. You, do, you have no clue. Facts. Mm-hmm. And the different... Yeah. Um, emotions at the different levels yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> and the different emotions that cover it you've never done it you can't teach me to do it like this is not a theoretical thing here mm-hmm. 
right? Emotions are I've been saying I've been saying Shout out to Ryan Stron, Five Soleil, skin in the game. Decide that you're gonna do some what we call dummy trades. Track it. This is where I would enter. This is where I would exit, and you will log them. And you will track the performance. And then after you do that for say three months, put some real money on an account and do the same thing for three months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. If you get anywhere near that dummy <laughs> account, I'll give Never you a job. You Never come. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Because when it's not money, there's it's no nice emotion. Man. Yeah, man. It's nice, when so. it is money. Yep, that's emotion. Yep, it's totally in totally the game, game. it makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> there are a number of people. The other question I ask him if you can make so much money, why are you wasting time teaching me right here? I can't pay you enough as you would make. <laughs> why aren't you <laughs> all your trade? Man, the class, that's why you make just lock down the course. Yeah, you're making your money from the classroom, yeah, man. Because if you're this good at this thing, mm-hmm. you should be locked. Before a computer trading, <laughs> making money you have time all for this. the time. Yeah, you don't have all time the time for this. I say everybody wants to allocate their labor and their resource where it makes the best return. Mm-hmm. Why are you, you here? Am I paying you more than you can trade and make? Uh, there no. we go. There we go. You're in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. So I decided, like, that's my first day of the course. Like, and that's my last day. How expensive was like, that course? I can't remember how much it was. <laughs> no, they're expensive, man. I see one ready uh, for 14000 No, not, it was. Years ago, that so. was back then, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. no, but I'm sure it was expensive then, too. Yeah, so yeah. I just said, you know what? No, and I've never I've had people come to me and tell me, Listen, you guys want somebody to trade? I do. I say, Okay, listen, you're not going to trade one or two months and come to me and tell me that you're a trader. <laughs> you understand? You need history here. Mm-hmm. That's across you the board. That's across here. the board. You show me some mm-hmm. sustained performance mm-hmm. and then. I yeah, would man. say, okay, here mm-hmm. is something that you can manage. Come, I'll tell you, I'll show you the so, gray hairs. Yeah. 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 You, you don't know, like, yeah. I've been through four or five crises. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. coming from Russian crisis. Uh, <laughs> As a matter of fact, come from Finsac, mm-hmm. come into the Russian crisis, come into the Argentina, you come into the meltdown of the world, you come into the Eurozone, the, the pigs and all, mm-hmm. oh, through all the crises. Listen. The emotions that come with trading, the stress that comes with trading, it's ain't a boy game. Serious thing. And you no, cannot learn it in the books. There's no I, book. There's, there's no, no book. Class, there really is no book. Yeah. There is no nothing. I'll tell you. I'll give you my personal bloodbath to trading. Right? Yeah. Um, my bloodbath is that I was in a trade mm-hmm. once. And I can't forget, I was making like it was like about 60 or 70,000 US on the trade. And I was closing the trade, but I needed my supervisor to sign. <laughs> yeah. Keep and going. I, and I went downstairs. To go find the supervisor. Yeah. And by the time I went downstairs and come back up, I was losing 20,000 US. Yeah, shout out to my bedroom. Not calling yeah. the name, but know himself. <laughs> he got bathroom and, and one time. Then and there, no you stop loss. How fast that market moves? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because that same bedroom I'm mentioning, yeah. 
he's the first person I've seen watch the president speak with him computer open at the same time. Yeah. And 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 Yellen is no, not the president, the chairman yeah, the of chairman the Fed. Of Fed. Yeah. And as a chairman of the Fed, talk in trade immediately. And him say, I, I mean, I, at the time I didn't understand what he was doing, him, like him waiting for the right word. And it, and it's something simple sometimes. I say, like, you know, softening our Chinese exposure. Immediately, <laughs> immediately moving. Yeah, so it's not a joke market. I know it's not. And I tell people, if you know nothing at all about finance, financial literacy, anything like that, right? If your financial literacy is low, you don't want to start with Forex. Yeah, that's mm. not the place to start. Okay. Um, so here's the article. It says, new studies shows just how unprofitable day trading is. Oh, Lord. You know what? Send me that. It will yeah. be in the show notes, guys. Check the show notes. You will see the link. I have some other stats. I'll, I want to quote you. Yeah, you man. Say, yeah, man. Uh, we're, not, we're not rushed. We can do it and then we can give you the fun part, the hard um, part, and then we wrap. <laughs> let me see if I can pick it up for you. Because it was telling you someone. It says the realities of day trading? Yeah. It says, of the long-term day traders, only 1% made more than, and this is for Brazil. Mm -hmm. This is our country one. Only 1% made more than the Brazilian minimum wage wow. of $16. Wow. Less wow. than half of the group <laughs> of people made more than $54 per day. The salary of an average Brazilian bank clerk. Wow. People yeah. check the show notes right now. Right. <laughs> it's going to be in there. So, so I'll, I'll show you. But trust me, I sent this to a friend of mine mm -hmm. who he was so excited. Excited. He's learning to trade and he's making money. And I said to him, bring up your account. And when I checked his account, he was doing like 8,000 US. I was like, you really going to throw some more money right there? Boy. Yeah, Boy. like really over a couple of months, you just throw 8,000 US. You don't want to be that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, but seriously, I mean, the average person, all your friends won't tell you they are day trading. If they are making money on a sustained basis, I have a job for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the one guy I know who makes money from it doesn't do anything else, and he lives in front of his screens all the time. Yes, lives man. in front. I don't of know him. how much yeah. money is he making. Well, he takes care of his family, but I, he's a real. He's not. He, he's not one of people tell. He's one of people tell me those classes are rubbish. That's what I'm telling. Oh. Yeah, he's one of people say those classes oh. are rubbish. And, and he said the same thing. He said them could do the class. They yes. were if they could make money here, they would be doing the class because you don't have no time. And I, the question <laughs> is, is he making more than he could have made? using his resource to do all that stuff. I Is don't he even maximizing? I tease him all the time because I tell him I make more money in the stock market than he does. Yeah. <laughs> and him start paying attention so, to stocks now too. Yeah, so the question Excuse is, yeah. you know, what's his opportunity cost? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, major, major thing. I like that. I like that you bring some reality to it. And you bring a whole heap of knowledge and, mm -hmm. yeah, and you brought Kerry. <laughs> I'm the bodyguard. Yeah. I just make so, sure I reach so you, you look, this says, the academics look at just under 20,000 new traders and found that over time, they lost more and more money. Of those that traded for a single day, roughly 30% turned a profit. Hear that? A single wow. day. Three Conversely, only 3% of the people that traded for over 300 days made any money. <laughs> so the one day Say that pass again. Oh. <laughs> Of those that traded for a day, about 30% of them made money. But for those that traded consistently over a 300-day period, only 
3% of them made any money. Wow. Wow. Three out of every hundred trader. And, yeah. and the beauty of it is that that's a global market. Yes. So that sample can be representative of everybody in the world. Now, of yeah. course, I'm not going to say that. I know the statisticians just go, no. So it's not quite how it works. However, that actually sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's, it's not easy. Yeah. It, it yeah. If it was easy, everybody yeah, would be doing it. it. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. not what people make it to be. And you, yeah. you can't do something for two, three, four months and say you're good at it. Mm-hmm. Say that again. You can't. <laughs> say that again. Uh, say that again. You can't. You like seriously. Put it in the context. Would you go to a doctor who has gone to med school for three months? <laughs> <laughs> say no. he's a pro. He's a professional. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Ask your doctor yeah. when have they done yeah. this before and when last them sleep. Yeah. That's a major question. You know, <laughs> see one people who have demonstrated a track record over mm-hmm. time before you say they are good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and even and, then, yeah, even then, so I, it, it has changed how even I speak because people ask me now, so which stock you can jump in and get 50 odd percent? And I go, All right, two things one, <laughs> what's your goal? Two, there's stocks you can jump in and get 50 odd percent, but if you are asking me that question, you don't have the level of knowledge for me to actually answer you and, Be- and, because it's dangerous. And I won't remember to tell you when to sell either. I would almost yeah. bet you that everybody who teaches. Mm-hmm. FX course <laughs> makes more money. Teaching oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, if they were making yeah. it from trading, no. Yeah. I do one stocks course a month and every month I ask myself, why am I doing this? Because the money don't come from that. The money come from trading and it takes away from my time in the market, which bothers me. So I, and I don't have to trade every day. Imagine if you have to be in front of that computer Oh, them do have no, the market don't lock. The market don't really lock. The market might lock in America. It's open somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's never stops. Yeah, There's time yeah. zone. Time <laughs> never stops. So you know, let, I thank you guys properly for coming. But I'm gonna ask a hard question now. Yeah. Carry on. Ask you. Young. Ask him first. He can ask me first, and then he can back me up. Give him some time. <laughs> give him some time. All right. Well, the first rule of this, I'll give the rule, and then I can ask the question. The rule is simple. You can't say JMB, right. and these days you can't say. Oh, that's the yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought it was the um the the two hundred million dollar question. Oh, oh, you know, I wasn't going to touch that. You okay. can if you want to, but I wasn't going to touch okay. that in this one. It's fine. No, it's well, I, I just raised it because no. Kwame earlier was talking about you know capital market transactions and so mm-hmm. on and how those transactions impact um, the FX market and mm-hmm. ultimately the exchange rate. And um, what we've been um, actively trying to do is to clarify. Uh, I call it, you know, a, a rumor, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, a few weeks ago, there was an article in The Gleaner that spoke to, you know, everybody was concerned mm-hmm. about where the dollar was. It had just hit 140 mm-hmm. at the time. Everybody was panicking. And there was an article with an interview apparently done with a senior representative of the Bank of Jamaica, BOJ. Mm-hmm. And the BOJ would have alluded to certain events that are driving the the dollar, as it were. Mm -hmm. And um, the Bank of Jamaica representative, of course, did not state or comment on any particular event and said so. But unfortunately, the writer of the article chose to use whatever they thought was happening happening mm-hmm. to say oh a known or, event or noise that you hear noise, noise that you hear yeah, yes yeah, I a must... known event mm-hmm. is the pending conclusion of the jmmb 
um, transaction acquiring uh-huh. a percentage of Sagical Financial Corp, just over 200 million. And unfortunately, a lot of people took that, oh, well, JMB coming <laughs> to find 200 and odd million US for the yeah, finish transaction. I was guilty of that too. And, I've no, contributed and it's all good. I mean, yeah, 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 a lot yeah. of people feel that guilty. way. Yeah. And um, well, the good thing is, is that the Bank of Jamaica ultimately threw an excellent Twitter thread yes, on what was happening it. in the FX market. Correct. Not only explained what was happening, but also clarified that that's not the case. True. And the reality is, you know, we've publicly disclosed, well, of course, this transaction was announced months ago. It has, it's yet to be concluded, of course. Mm-hmm. But, of course, at the time, we would have had to demonstrate that we were able to to, to be good on that. So it's not like November, no, we are rushing. <laughs> exactly. Right? Correct. So that's one. Correct. So that's obvious evidence that it's a rumor. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is we also had disclosed at the time that we are are financing the the transaction through a mixture of debt and equity. That's it. Mm-hmm. So it's not us yeah, it's not a capital mm-hmm. markets transaction we're coming in to look for mm-hmm. US dollar and thing. And unfortunately, that rumor drove a lot of speculation mm-hmm. as well, which ended up doing exactly what we did, what, what people would <laughs> yeah, want. Exactly what Kwame pointed out exactly. earlier. Yeah. So you have to look at <coughs> speculation, perception. Mm-hmm. In if, every market, if, if in every trading market. If you hear that something big is coming, mm-hmm. your first instinct is that, hmm. Let me see how I can benefit from this. Mm. Correct. So even if the transaction itself was not going to impact the market, the fact that you start to speculate on it, mm-hmm. you have withhold your supply and therefore create a shortage in itself. So the fact that you have created a shortage, you have contributed. You have created the situation. You have yeah. created yeah. the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what they call it? Yeah. Self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. Self-fulfilling prophecy. There prophecy. we go. And yeah. That's how it goes. So now the central bank came in for a couple of days while you start to see people come in and start to sell. Mm-hmm. Because what? The BOJ is going oh, to ah, hit that market hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so can't have more money than everybody else. You know, you, you, you start and you say, well, everybody run in and sell. Mm-hmm. But the key for me, you know, is that the market has to be educated. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Financial if people literacy. were educated yeah. on how things work, they mm-hmm. wouldn't make some of those bad decisions. Agreed. Agreed. And, but- and that's the end of like, I've spoken to the central bank and they have been on the trust. Mm-hmm. That's why if you follow their Twitter handle and yeah, man, they're doing a good job yeah, because they're yeah, yeah, getting out there saying, "Hey, public, mm-hmm. let us educate you, let us work with you, mm-hmm. let us make you understand mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. things work, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to assume or you mm-hmm. don't have to look at this guy over here who you think is a Mister Know It, mm-hmm. but doesn't really know there it. There we go. Because we have some so-called experts. Hit them, including me. That's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, some I, so-called experts who just talk go there and focus and talk and. Mm-hmm. You know, like and I have a thing we are in Jamaica. Everybody's an economist. Everybody, yep. I've yes. never seen a country with so many economists. <laughs> yeah. If you're a doctor, yeah. you're yeah. an economist. Yeah. If you're yeah. if, if, no matter your career, you're yep. an economist. Yep, yep, yep. And, and all so of funny. a sudden everybody's speaking authoritatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm I am not an so, economist. Yeah. <laughs> so right away, you know. It it if, is something that people are more say. educated yeah. than mm-hmm. You know, you get rid of the market yeah. nice yeah. and mm-hmm. so forth. And I let me let me let me let me try play a nicer role since you've been bad guy. Usually I'm the bad guy on the podcast. <laughs> but um I, I mean I do know some people are pushing for education. That's part of what I do too. Because the financial literacy make a world of yes. difference. A lot of people just don't know. So I know people out there are trying to raise the literacy and I love that. But you're right, people need to one something else all the time, check the experts. I speak and people think of me as an expert. And I say, I'm not an expert. But if you think I'm an expert, question everything I say. 
Test everything I said. Yeah, and no expert is. should have a problem with you questioning yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Experts love being questioned. Indeed. Yeah. Because yeah. it shows that one, I know what I'm talking about. Two, you have also learned. And sometimes three, your question forced me to almost revise my thoughts and we end up learning more. Yeah. yeah. And, and yes. sometimes people speak, I say, well, show me where you have expressed an opinion before mm-hmm. and assess the aftermath mm-hmm. against yes. your opinion <laughs> to say, how did I did do? I exactly. Yes. Every expert is supposed to measure yes. what they're saying and then measure after yes. the fact. Mm-hmm. And an expert shouldn't be afraid of being making wrong. a guess. You shouldn't be afraid of being wrong. Mm-hmm. You should be able to say, if, if it's that you know FX, the Jamaican dollar is going to be, if you say it's going to be $150 February, February come back and say, I was right or I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be afraid of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a crossword. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Which is what we're going to give you a chance to be right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. thank you for that. So the hard question we always ask everybody is what stocks do you like? So you can't say JMB. Uh-uh. You can't say Sajikor either. Yeah, so, you can't say Sajikor either. Thank you. The thing is, the thing is when it comes to stocks, mm-hmm. like I tell you that I don't just like stock for like stock. I have mm-hmm. my, my investment or my mentality mm-hmm. that I use my philosophy that I use mm-hmm. to invest. Mm-hmm. And for me, I look at first the economy. Mm-hmm. What is the likely direction of the economy in the next couple of years? I like that. Mm-hmm. So you look on, let's say you're looking on a two-year time. So I've asked people two okay. years before. Let's go three. So if you're looking at two years, well, two, three, what's, yeah. what, what you see happening in the economy over the next two years? Me? No, I don't want to talk You see the economy building out certain capacities. Uh-huh. Right, you see, we're marketing certain aspects of the economy. Mm-hmm. Then, who are the key players in those areas? There we go. Mm-hmm. So, I start with the big picture mm-hmm. and work your way down. First, what's happening in the world? How is the world influencing my country? Yep, what's happening in my country? What industries are benefiting and what industries will grow? Mm-hmm. Who are the key players in, in these those industries? industries? There we go, and therefore. I know, look and say, these key players, how does one industry rank to another industry? How should I weight my portfolio? Which, economic, which industry is stronger? So therefore, I should have greater allocations to those industries mm-hmm. and, and so forth. And come right down. If there are several players in an industry, I look for the key player and I will pick maybe two of the players and I work with them All downwards. Right. So if I look at this in Jamaica, the financial sector has been one of the stronger ones. Mm-hmm. Who are your key players in the financial sector? You I will know the top five. No, man, you can't. So, that's not how we do this in Kwame. So, you can't so, tear out the thing. Yeah, I want some names. Pick, call some pick names. two so, stocks that you come. I, I, let me be careful, all right? Because you are a, an analyst. Right. And this was a so you said that I, I can't say JMMB. No, you cannot. Sir. You so cannot say Sajikor, sir. I can't say Sajikor. And this is just Kwame. Right. And this is just Kwame, not Kwame from JMMB. Just Kwame's personal. Things that he likes. So... I still like NCB stock. All right. mm-hmm. um, they are an industry leader. Mm-hmm. They are the regional, probably the biggest financial institution yep. regionally now. Yep. So mm-hmm. they still have been diversifying their product offering and so forth. Mm-hmm. And they have a strong trust in IT. They do. And becoming a fintech type business. Yep. So that I like about them. Mm-hmm. All right. So the stock itself, I like it for its market diversification where they are in jamaica trinidad cayman and so forth Mm -hmm. right 
So they are under trust to look at how do Regional I benefit place. from the region? Correct. How do I benefit from different areas? You would have seen where the bought into Guardian. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, they are looking to diversify the product offering as well as the regional diversification. Mm -hmm. You would have seen where they bought a bank. Was it in Bermuda? Bermuda, Bermuda. yeah. Clarion. Right. So you see where they are on that part. Their numbers, their revenues have been on a Heavy strong tier. trajectory. Yeah. Um, their profitability has maintained. They have strong management. And even just maintain, if you look at it, the deeper right. Q4 numbers, you know, then Q4 profit. Anyway, I mean, I'm not going to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah. The numbers are a little different from you. Yeah. But overall, the numbers are strong numbers and the company Very itself, mm -hmm. decent. So mm -hmm. I like that as a stable company in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, okay. People always eat. All right. So food and beverage. It's always there. There are certain stocks like the Grace, mm -hmm. um, Wisinko, which, which are mature companies, mm -hmm. the Wisinko. Mm -hmm. So I like Wisinko for diversification, mm -hmm. right? It, it's a very diversified company. They are very innovative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the plastic ban, and then when you look and see how they would have had plans in place to so diversify, yes. Yeah. I remember and, like a 2% conversation. Yeah. I was so impressed. Right. Yeah. And if you look at him taking a trust into dairies mm -hmm. and agriculture mm -hmm. and other stuff, linkage yeah, industries yep. to support the business. Um, if you look at strength of cash in the business as well. So one, they're in industries which are scalable. Mm -hmm. Two, they have cash to grab opportunities. Mm -hmm. Three, they have a fairly decent management team and business continuity. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, business continuity. Mm -hmm. So you have second tier management planning in, in progress, right? Um, and and their trust on the international scene as well. They are looking for new markets, we exploring yeah. new markets to export to. So they are not just narrowing their activities to the Jamaican economy and the Caribbean. Exactly. They're actually launching wide into the wider universe as to ensure diversification of your mm -hmm. revenue streams so mm -hmm. i like that about them for that sector the long term long term sector i still like logistics i still like logistics okay. jamaica's position as a country we can be a hub for a lot of other areas so this i still like, Western like we are mm -hmm. just actually starting to tap into the whole logistics mm -hmm. thing. True logistics. This, yes. Yeah. We can do packaging for a lot of big companies in the US, mm -hmm. the rest of the Caribbean and so forth. Mm -hmm. And this just be a big hub where your Walmart brands, we could be bulk, getting the bulk here and packaging into different store brands. And, and, and sending it to sending South it America. America. Yeah, if you look at Marcus Garvey Drive, you see where those lot of cars are. Cars from there goes to Cayman and mm -hmm. other Caribbean mm -hmm. islands. So that's like just a hub. Mm -hmm. So the whole logistic business is very big. If you look at Amazon, what is Amazon? It's a logistics business. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's a business that says preference has changed and people want to buy things from their living room rather than going to a store. Mm -hmm. How do I facilitate this? Mm -hmm. That's exactly. All they so. Do. Yep. <laughs> so it's logistics is still one of the newest and strongest areas of growth globally. In China, 92% um, of all transactions are done via the mobile phone. Mm -hmm. In the US, it's around 65, yeah. thereabout, percent. Mm -hmm. WeChat runs right? China. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when you look at it, it is still saying that generationally, 
people want to stay away from brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. I want the convenience of doing what I want to do on my phone or my iPad. You go and brand. reach your <laughs> house. And yeah, reach my house. Yep, yep, so yep. in that area, I still like Kingston Wasps mm-hmm. for that because of how they're um, positioning position. themselves. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I still like them there. Mm, okay. Okay. That's one way to yes. attack. I like how you attack. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so in Jamaica, construction is still strong. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at who can benefit from constructions. So you still have the hard, hard hardware and lumber. Um, you still have lumber depot. Well, lumber this, yeah, well, people hearing this now as a listed comic, this um, will definitely come out after right. the IPO. You, yeah. you have um, cement company where mm-hmm. they they have been retooling and partnering with um, PMEX and other com- um, companies in their field. So mm-hmm. they have been improving. They have been doing. Very right. well. well. So you if you're looking over the long term, mm-hmm. those are some of the companies um, that you can. As I say, on. I could go sector by sector. Now, I don't want you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually two or what? three. It's usually what? two or three I picks. Would, I don't uh, want you to go the whole look, the whole of your picks. Is that um, right? Signos is a nice new startup. Um, they are looking to do business yeah, differently. Mm-hmm. So um, it has been working for them, and I think they still have a lot. Uh, to grow, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Grow. Um, there are a lot of other companies that I could get into, but like I said, balance your portfolio with growth companies, mm-hmm. mature companies for the safety net. Mm-hmm. You try to keep those in the mature companies, you'll get a smaller return, but you'll be safer. But you'll be safer, mm-hmm. and, and then, then as you grow, you, you increase, yeah. and then for your riskier mm-hmm. money, you now you look to take on some growth companies for your bigger return, still mm-hmm. bigger risk. Bigger return and so forth. I like that. Um, yeah, so, I didn't know him thing, you know. And, and, <laughs> yeah. So that's how I'd go about it. I like that. I like that. Perspective. But Thank the key you. to remember, you know, is portfolio. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, allocate. You need some real estate in a portfolio. Okay. You need some interest bearing instruments. You okay. Need some stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, you need alternative investments. Some mm-hmm. people take into private equity. Mm-hmm. So a guy have a business, he needs some funding, you go in as a partner. You might be a silent partner where you just help to fund it. Like or that. you might go in where you take active role in mm-hmm. helping management to turn around a business. And you can eventually list and, you know, make There's a lot of options out so there. So there are other options out there, mm-hmm. you know, that you can explore. So the key is to set your objective and set the path mm-hmm. and stick to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Emotion remember why you started. It's your biggest danger. Remember, mm-hmm. your emotions is your biggest danger. I like that. That's your best friend, thing. but it's your worst enemy. <laughs> that is true. It's like fire. <laughs> yeah. Carrie, you know, you have to come very comprehensive now, right? No, <laughs> well, you know, because the thing is, and I would have shared man, the last time, but I guess with Kwame's new knowledge, my basic thing is I'm more of a strategic and investor than or a trade well trader investor than tactical when it comes mm-hmm. to stocks and so for me it's just about um um ncb again as a mm-hmm. big one for me i mean these stocks that i know have that potential to be bigger and better over time even more so than they are now and also dividend stocks are also something that i that love look, you I love, it, love my career yeah, you know up, it's still up, controversial i know but yeah. you know yeah. loving my career as a dividend i work for them for too many years to not big them up yeah. so yeah just, just those are a couple for me are the ones that i typically say to people you know are good ones so i like depending that on your objective. well i press then every week and it's i want it this week i'll just do one because people always press me for one my <laughs> nicest pick this week is 
I won't say it because I don't put all the money I want to put in there yet. But I say <laughs> Jamaica producers. I like Jamaica producers over the next two years, year and two. Yeah, they're doing so, a lot of things. So the advantage <coughs> of a Jamaica producers is they're diversified mm-hmm. in multiple countries and multiple and industries. So, like I said to you, logistics is a big area. Mm-hmm. So you may not want to go fully in an area, but you can get exposure to a company that has it in their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Jamaica producers own forty-five percent. Mm-hmm. Right. I know you see so what you I'm could, doing. So yeah. you, could, like, you could get exposure to logistics <laughs> through, through them. Yeah. Correct. So it's just like how I'd say to you, okay, you said, I recommend JMMB or Sajikor. Mm-hmm. I said, by proven. Yeah, yeah. That's what you said. That's what you said. You guys smart. Proven. It's going to benefit. Exposure. Yes. Yes. Because, so you look at it, you know, how do I take an exposure? I take an exposure in many different ways. I think direct or indirect. Mm-hmm. I can buy into a company that owns companies in those industries, mm-hmm. yep. or I can buy directly into the company. Yep. And some so, might say that proven at its size might get a bigger impact from the exposure that its associate company, which you guys are know, know about, mm-hmm. is about to get hit with. So, yeah, I like that kind of tip. I like that kind of so, tip, and that's how I think yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. You, you look at the exposure. How yeah. do you so, for me, it's Jamaica producers, and I'll, I'll try and make it a little more comprehensive. I know. They have, I mean, they have one of the largest juice brands in, I won't say all of Europe, but it's in like a bunch of companies in, in, in countries in Europe. Mm-hmm. And last year or the year before, they made steps to enter about four more new markets in Europe with it. It's Hugastan, I can't pronounce it, Hugas something. But the point is they have that there. And I didn't buy it back when they were doing the retooling, but I paid close attention. And I know now that they're about to reap the rewards of being there. And they started to reap the rewards mm-hmm. of being there. Outside of that, in Jamaica, they do own, like we say, a heavy part of Kingston Wharves. Um, and they also own St. Mary's banana chips. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna start the chippies versus St. Mary's war, but you know, <laughs> I own the company that, that is in St. Mary, and they, they, they are growing, and I believe in them personally right. for the rest of this year, 2019, 2020. I can't see them doing wrong, so that's my personal pick. I won't pressure that night this week. No, you say you won't pressure that night because it pressures me every week. Every week I pressure that night, and I don't say nothing. But JP is my friend. I think KW is better priced in. in Exposure you get to KW from JP mm-hmm. is better in better from from a buying JP perspective than oh, buying definitely. KW perspective. Right. 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 Definitely, definitely. Right. Good point. So, yeah, but there is one company that I always like, and we never really mention much about it. But I'm always you can you can rap with it. Jamaica Broilers. Yeah, we hit this one on the podcast too many times. Yeah, man, Broilers of an entire Jamaica Broilers in America now. Broilers guys, they're very innovative. The management principle is. Strong. Up, yeah. The, the staff morale yeah. up, mm-hmm. and that's a key thing for growth. Like I will when you it. have management and staff that is of high morale, then you know it's good. Innovative, mm. it's yep. good. You know, I would say they're like Jamie and B in terms of the yes. family structure they have. Yes. Oh, yeah. They God, strongly yeah. believe in. Mm. Yep. In, in yep. Culture. Yep. In the, the culture. staff rarely leave. Mm-hmm. That is true. That true. is true. So, yeah. And as as you can see. It's brave when you go to the US and you they, yeah. they know <laughs> yeah. and, they, yeah. and they're strong there. Strong there. Strong. It's strong, it's strong. Strong, strong. So I like them for the diversification mm-hmm. of markets and, and showing innovative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're strong in Haiti as well. Mm-hmm. And we spoke about FDI in terms of yes. companies from America reaching out into Jamaica. Into Jamaica. For we them, are reaching they're reaching into, into their market. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Big up every company doing that, including so, 
Yes. <laughs> oh yes, I, I, I was to mention that that you guys are pushing. pushing yeah, we, we are, we're huge fans of that, and I'm a huge fan of my company doing that. <laughs> <laughs> my company, that's why I'm thankful for that. Uh, don't if you want to put anything, but thank you, thank you, Kwame, yeah. thank you, Kerry, for being here. I know I, I'm happy that you're reaching out like this to people. I'm happy that you can come and give people heavy knowledge because heavy that's knowledge what I wanted to hear. Very digestible way. I like yes. the way you broke it down. You, you gave investment jargon, but you still spoke in a way people can understand. So I really read that. Yeah, you never lost nobody. I like nobody that. lost. Yeah, yeah. So when I get some money, I, I might I might try and hire my way from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, you very much. <laughs> so I will wrap it here, guys. Thank you very much again. This has been earning season. I'm at RT Row, Randy Row. And I'm Danai at H Danai. And this has been earning season. Thank you very much, guys. If you guys want to give you let me not any just here. If you if you want people to bother you, feel free to give me a social media handles right oh, now. So you don't want that. Oh, that's so that's smart. Be group. That's it. That's it. There we go. Big up JMB for this. Thank well, you guys. Reach out to JMB. I hope so forever.